Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. I want to give a shout out to Williams Tire, Nobles Networking, Red Circle, putting a little change in my pocket, all of our corporate sponsors. It's still fucking weird to hear Geico and DraftKings and State Farm and everything associated with my show. Thank each and every one of y'all. Uh, somebody showed me these two. These two have had the best fucking summer of anybody on social media so far. And uh, I am excited to get to hang out with these two for the next little bit. I want to introduce y'all, and I'm going to let them go into detail with the names and everything. But Mr. Travis and Miss Caroline, uh, you probably know this guy from the... Uh, what, what, what's the... I, What's the biggest thing you've done on TikTok so far that they're all going to know you for? It's the song, right? Or is it uh, Heads Carolina, Tails California? Well, there's been a couple of them at this point. Technically, actually, the the most views we've got as a duo on there was the Trailer Park Party. The, the Yellow Park Wolf song. Yeah, ain't no party like a Trailer Park Party. And then came the, the Leanne Rhymes. And then came the Heads Carolina. There's been a couple of them. And it had to do a lot with the hats and the vibe. That's right. And then the show came out. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to CPS Dave. Uh, I just We recently... actually kind of uh, sent his company into a little bit of a tailspin because of it. Yeah, he couldn't get them in quick enough, right? He couldn't get him in quick enough because all of us, I, I don't think any of us really realized the scope of what we were doing and how fast it could happen. And then uh, when he couldn't get the hats in time, start that's when the, the knockoff started flooding the internet. So one guy sold like 6,000 units on eBay and he does have his hats trademarked, but it's not that easy to shut someone down if they don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's crazy that you wearing a hat that says "Show me your butthole" on it. Has, has fucking sold so many hats, dude. Dude, I know. And I, I was just accidentally wearing it that day, but ultimately, I'm glad I was not wearing like a Nike hat or something because he's a buddy of mine. He's from Wisconsin as well, so if anyone should blow up, it's it definitely was hoping it was him, not. Well, I think whatever else I could have been wearing. Well, I think everybody's enjoy watching y'all blow up. Uh, before we get into this podcast, really, drop your social media link, Travis. Uh, tell them uh, where they can find you and all that good stuff and what songs you got out and everything now, and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Well, every single one of my social media is, is at Dirty Prescott Kids. So I wanted to keep it simple. All my All my screen names are the same on all social medias. That is the easy. And I way. just dropped a song a couple months ago called Rage In that's doing pretty dang good on there. Yeah, no shit it is. Um, what about you, Miss Caroline? Uh, y'all post a lot of y'all stuff together. I don't know if you want to drop your stuff or not, but uh, we, we're doing sure. this as a duo. I don't know if you want to. Well, if you don't find me doing real estate, uh, my social media handles are at that sweet Caroline because uh, I'm the one and only, I like to believe. I think the song was wrote for me so as a as a boston red Sox fan i'm just going to tell you it, it was not wrote for you but you're a badass well, <laughs> don't have to tell me that no no uh i probably should have told y'all before the show started i'm the biggest shit talker but it comes from a good place i expect y'all to talk yeah, shit yeah. back to me it, it's not fun unless you talk shit 
when you just said real estate agent too, it kind of blew my fucking mind. I did not expect you to say real estate agent was your job. Yes, that's what I do. That's what I like to do. And I feel like I do a good job at it. So it's been a good year this year, despite everything going on. Gotcha. Travis, what do you do for a living besides for music? <laughs> well, I'm a, by all technicalities, I'm a union iron worker. And I've been been doing that for about seven years. Uh, graduated the apprenticeship in 2018. And uh, the past three years, I've been doing like traveling and doing like big stints on bigger jobs so i'll go work for three four months at a time and work seven twelves and then i come back and i kind of go hard at what i really want to be doing but this time i was uh caught some serious traction while i was down there and i came back and i really wanted to give it a go so since i got back in uh april i've been just nothing but a musician and i guess a tiktoker <laughs> Hey, you're killing it though, dude. Uh, there's so many people like uh, when I kind of mentioned to some of our buddies in the music industry that I was doing the show with you. Uh, there's a lot of people excited to see what you're about to do. You got a really good buzz I, around. I appreciate that. that. I appreciate that. Uh, we've been feeling it. Uh, not not really used to. Uh, I've been doing it a long time. I don't know. I, I guess at one point in time, I thought there must have been like some sort of curtain over it, because if you were in this area, and I mean by this area, I mean a couple states over the past six, seven years, I've been doing concerts and people be showing up to them. People know the songs. I could go to any venue around here close and people knew it. But as far as anything past that, it's like no matter who I sent it to, no matter what I did. It was like nobody had ever heard it. And then this past year, uh, a combination of things from dropping the Welcome to America music video to us putting out the video that we did together for our own team. And then the TikTok thing happening. It was like it all happened in like a six month period. But if you but I was kind of proud of this. But when people were now visiting my page, I think it was in my benefit that it wasn't like, oh, this is his first song ever. It's like, no his first YouTube video he put out was in 2013. So I, I was doing it for a while. It just took a fucking long time to catch some steam. Hey, dude, the same thing happened with Trey Lewis. Trey Lewis has been in Nashville for several years, and there's so many people that's like in our inner circle that have always talked about what a badass he is. And it took mm -hmm. a song that him and Matt McKinney and a couple more people wrote. We love Matt around here. He's one of our good friends. Um, for it to blow up dick down in Dallas is probably his worst goddamn song. It's literally his yeah. worst song, but it's, it's all about social media now. And uh, I hate that it's took you so long, but at the same time, I tell you, my heart is full for struggling musicians. I love yeah. struggling musicians more than anything. And uh, I think it'll probably make you better in the long run, dude. I agree. I agree. Um, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about shit like that. And I, I feel like if I would have went back to say 2015, I was doing shows. I thought I was going hard at it, but I would drop a song and let that marinate for six, seven months at a time. And I wasn't going very hard at it. And I feel like it, I wasn't fully prepared for, you know, it to blow up. But then I got myself to the point where I was like, this is actually all that I really, really do fucking believe in this. 
and I'm going to go at it with every bit of tenacity that I have. And then I also got this one who backs me up undeniably and she ain't going to let me go out there and look stupid. And I'm like, babe, am I wrong? Is this shit dope or is this shit suck? Am I just missing the window completely? And she's like, she knows every word to it. So that pretty much sold me on that. And once I had that support system, it was pretty much. We're only as strong. We're only as strong as the woman behind us. I, I could not agree more. Absolutely. I'm That's pretty why, strong. It seems like it. It seems like you fucking your head off all ago. I thought you spent a choke. Oh, tequila went down the wrong tube. Right. Don't it fucking We're always. good. Um, tell me about yeah, the probably- name. Tell me about the story behind the name of uh, the Dirty Prescott. Okay. Um, well, first and foremost, most important detail. Uh, I'm from born and raised Prescott, Wisconsin. My whole entire family line on my dad's side is from Prescott, Wisconsin. Every one of them OGs is over in the Prescott Cemetery. Bunch of badass dudes. I'm very proud to be from here. But when I first decided to start dropping music, I had a a buddy of mine that I grew up with and we were going to release it as kind of a, a duo. And we were kind of going over names. And I believe that we came up with it and I thought, it was kind of a cop out because if I called it something that wasn't specific to me, that it almost like it wasn't just me to blame if everybody thought this was just the most bogus thing to ever come out of this small town. And even though I put the song out with all the best intentions, it was like a, well, you never know. So here's my safety net. And then probably after about two years of doing it, once I really got serious about it, I started to realize that it was a type of name that involved more than one person. It's the, it's the people that are my song topic. It's the, it's the, the, the family line that I grew up with. It's my friends. It's, and it, it, it creates a thing where people can really feel included in it. And then it even became even farther than that, where people that become fans are like, Hey, I want to be, be a dirty Prescott kid. And I'm like, well, then you already are. And that's when I ultimately decided that uh, I wasn't going to change the name because it was it was cool to me that it, it was something that people could be a part of instead of being just like a solo name. Dude, I fucking dig And that. I didn't really think Travis Seifert had a huge ring to it. <laughs> Travis what? My last name is Seifert. So I was like, you know, when people just go by their first and last name, I was like, yeah, that do- doesn't really, that really doesn't do it for me. Can't speak for anyone else, but no, I did. That, that's ultimately how I kept the name. Uh, here in Georgia, and DPK has a good ring to it. It does. I, I really like it. Uh, here in Georgia, all the musicians here are pretty tight. Like they all have kind of like built a community with a bunch of songwriters and stuff. Even the ones of the, us that are in Nashville and everything. Um, the ones that are here, but we all love working together and we all love building stuff together. So. I really appreciate that you do that. That's that's cool. That's real cool. How did I, I-, I can tell you too that um, the, the the people I, I've seen the people very much appreciate it as well. Well, they you know want to be I mean? part of it, and like the people that feel included in that. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm telling you, like people want to be included. As soon as you get people to start feeling like they're part of you. You'll have fans or you'll have – I don't call – I hate saying the fucking word fans. We always say family around here. Uh, you, you'll have yeah. family the rest of your fucking life. I don't – I hate that word. 
You'll have people that'll do Fans. anything. Yeah, I, I don't know. This rubs me wrong. Uh, it I don't it know, does to me too. I don't know why I just don't fucking like. It. I just don't like it. Uh, but you'll have people that'll <laughs> that'll download whatever you put out. That'll support you no matter what you put out. They feel like they're part of it because when you succeed, they feel like they succeed. Yeah, and like like when you say like you know you don't like the word fans and things like that, I really don't like it either because. I, I really do believe that, you know, those type of words, those things, they create the separation. Like there's me and then there's you. And like we spent all our, like we try to make as much of our portrayal online as organic as possible to like let people know, like there, it, there is no fucking difference between me and the people that are fans of my music. And that's why we're showing them around our trailer house. And that's why we're you know, we post a video from Country Fest. It's pouring rain and her makeup, her eyeliner is pouring down her face. And she's like, we're not trying to be like, oh, you can't post that because we need to look perfect. No, this is exactly what it is. And I, I don't feel any different than I did a year ago. Just the fact that now there's more people that have heard the music, I guess. Well, people like you because you're real. Y'all seem so fucking authentic and real. And people are tired of fake. They're tired of people just putting on airs and stuff for other folks. And uh, I'm telling you, y'all too. Yeah, it just seems like somebody said to me the other day, this old, this old girl that was hanging around me at the time, like she was showing me some of y'all's videos and stuff. And uh, she said, if they, if you hook them up and they end up coming play a show for you, like I have to fucking be there. Cause they look like the coolest people ever to hang out with. And y'all do. You look like I want to fucking go buy way too much alcohol and drink every fucking beer <laughs> and do like some weird fucking shit. Yeah. Well, we do have a like uh, you know, me and her, we've always said like we we always associate with that uh that brothers Osborne line when he says I'm only guilty of a damn good time, and that's I I hit that one hit me pretty hard. Uh, it should have because you, you might look, look reckless like to some, but yeah, you look like you'd finish. No, I'm guilty. It looks like you're about to do a fucking life sentence. Is what it looks like if you're guilty. Uh, that Hopefully fuck, together. Yeah, there you go. Let Let's do that. How did y'all meet? Because y'all kind of seem polar opposites, to be honest with you. <laughs> we're really not. But I feel like we're cousins. We're so damn close. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I secrets out, but I actually was born and raised in Minnesota and I moved over here about almost 10 years ago now. And I ended up moving behind this cute little old lady and she had a little white dog and my dog would always, you know, her dog would stand at the edge of the fence and cry to my dog through the window. My dog would be inside just like freaking out. And one day, a storm came by and a big old tree fell on her fence and kind of beat it down. And it was just high enough that my dog could hop the fence now. And she was one of those, I mean, it's a small town. People leave their doors unlocked. People, you know, not as cautious as like the big cities, but she, she had her back door open and my dog just shot through there. And I'm not the type of neighbor. I don't like to have a long conversation. I just smile and wave boys. And, uh, now I had to go introduce myself and get my dog back out of her house. So I went over there and we became good friends for like the next three some years. And then she uh, she 
unfortunately, suddenly passed away. God bless Grandma Rue. And uh, then, then this other kid just moves in and he's got the dog as well. So I had to go explain my situation that my dog and your dog are best friends. And if I have to come into your house to get my dog back, I certainly will because I've done it for the last three years and he knows his way around there. And then they just kind of up and moved. And, and they, I never, never got his name, like never really heard from him. And then one day I was sitting at the bar after my sister's wedding and uh, recovering massively from an epic night. And I'm sitting down next to this one kid and he's super loud and he's on his phone and he's telling his buddy to come down to the bar. I'll buy you dinner. I'll buy you lunch, whatever you want. Let's go. And there's only one seat at the bar left and it's between me and this guy on his phone. And in walks this tall, dark, handsome figure and sits down <laughs> next to me. And he's talking to his buddy about his brother Colton and Colton this, Colton that. And I uh, kind of looked over and I was like, is, is Colton the guy with the little white dog? And he looked at me like I was a ghost. He was like, how, who are you? And how do you know that? Like I've lived in this town for, 20 some years and I don't know who you are probably thought I was a tourist and then uh we started chatting and we saw each other like three times that day randomly like saw each other at the bar again saw each other at a house party that night and I was just kind of liked him and then he stalked me on Instagram for about eight months and commented on all my shit and it was hard to ignore and then uh Fast forward a little more of life's moving moments, and I was sitting at the same bar again. Funny that. I'm always at the bar. And then uh, he's, I was on a date, actually, and uh, I knew the date wasn't going well, and I really just kind of wanted some free dinner. You ladies know how it is. And um, he walked up next to me, sat on the other side of me, so it was him, my date, or him, me, and my date, and he asked me on a date, and I looked at him, and I said, yeah, pick me up at six, and I mean, I never spoke to my other date again, because I got this one, so, um, and that's how we fell in love, <laughs> we we were so excited, he was supposed to pick me up at six o'clock on Friday, we couldn't wait, so we hung out on Thursday, we spent all day in the pool, and uh, we both got really nervous, and like, invited our friends as, like, backup, and yeah, we just never stopped hanging out. We got brave enough to ditch our friends though, but we just never stopped hanging out. <laughs> and, and to put it in perspective of what she was saying, that, that cute little grandma she was talking about was my grandma. That kid that moved into it was my brother. And when we were talking that day, I'm like, you mean to tell me that you live here behind my grandma, you know my brother, and nobody felt the fuck need to tell me i was the only single one in the family i'm like no i'm like my brother i started accusing him i'm like you're holding out on me you're hoping when your relationship falls apart you're just gonna go over there and swoop in on that you didn't tell the old single brother so i was like kind of pissed about it but i'll tell you what it was a, uh, it was one of those moments where you you know what you want and you gotta you gotta just go for it because i was like well she's on a date this is not something i would normally do but i'm gonna swoop in on this <laughs> That is so goddamn cute. And the guy got old. It is stupid. That is so goddamn cute. It's stupid. 
It was so it, much. It was crazy the way it all went down. I'm not going to lie. I, it, was, it almost felt, it didn't really feel real the way it went down. That is so much better than I thought how you were going to say y'all met. Yeah, it, it really was. And I, I will tell you this, uh, I don't like to get uh, too soft too often, but uh, <laughs> one of my grandma was a, she was a huge part of my life. And, you know, she, she did a lot of role in raising me and my two siblings. And when she passed away in 2016, my, my, one of my biggest things was like, man, that sucks. Cause I'm, I'm single right now. And the day that I do meet the lady I'm going to marry, I'll never be able to introduce them. So I was never able to do that. But to find out after she was gone, that the girl that I did fall in love with already knew her was just a crazy scenario. I'm like, well, I was sad that I wouldn't be able to introduce you to her, but you already met her. And apparently they were tight. Nobody told me that. <laughs> we were. <laughs> so that's just cool that I don't have to tell her stories. And she's like, oh, I, I, I wish I could have met her. Like she did meet her many times. You, uh, you just fucked so me up. Was... You just, you just fucked me up. Uh, oh, no, 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 my, my, I will. I'm a fucking softy, dude. Uh, my favorite person ever is, uh, was my grandmother, my ninny. And, uh, dude, I know, I know the feeling like I, that would have been yeah. mine. Mine passed away in 2001. So, uh, I mean, I was only like 14 years old. There's no way she could have ever met whoever I had, uh, whoever I ended up marrying. But mm -hmm. I know, I know what that would mean to me. That just seems like divine intervention. Yeah. That's the coolest fucking story. Yeah. It, it, it really was. I, I I honestly felt like it was like a little bit of a, like, well, like I can't be there no more, but here you go. Like, like, I, I don't know. Like it was just one of those things where I was just like, it, it almost felt like she had something to do with it. Like, like somehow that's why she ended up over there. And I was like, man, like, I don't know. She had been gone for like a year and a half when I first ever met her. So it was like, it wasn't like it just happened. Well, it was kind of, but like still like it was years afterwards. And I'm like, man, somehow you just, it, it was like, she came out of thin air and Prescott, <laughs> you literally doesn't take you long to know every single person that's even living in the town, even the ones that barely associate with people. And I never seen her at the grocery store. She's like, yeah, I hang out downtown. I was like, bullshit. You do. I'm down there more than I wanted to admit. <laughs> Are y'all close to the same age? um i'm 26 he's 30 we'll both be obviously one year older <laughs> this year um but yeah we're i don't know i feel like mentally i'm his age yeah well <laughs> i will say this like you know i learned pretty quickly that you know she went through a lot of stuff at a young age that you know you could tell she held herself at a much more mature status but we were on like date number seven when i asked her how old she was and she's like I figured she was at the very least one, two years younger than me. And when she was like, said she's my sister's age, like I was 27. She's like, yeah, I'm 22. I was like, <laughs> what? I I just thought we were the same age, the way she carries herself out. Like at 27, I'm like a 22 year old girl. I was assuming you could have like two vodka drinks and you'd be like, <laughs> no, she's sitting there slugging fucking shotguns with me taking shots hanging out till two in the morning coming back and jamming avril lavigne like it's nothing i'm like she's a trooper fuck johnny and june i want what you guys got 
that fucking sounds so good. Oh, no, I was asking about the age difference because, like, y'all being in a small town, did y'all not go to high school together? Not even close. Holy. I, he, went, he went to Prescott. I went to Creedenham Hall in St. Paul. It's a private school. So All 12 years. Like, yeah. Okay. Yep. And like when in my in my town, the only time you would even know about Creighton Durham Hall is like, oh, the school Joe Maurer went to who played for the <laughs> twins. Like that's all anybody knows around here. Like, I don't know nothing about no nice private schools. I went to the public school in Prescott. I know, dude. It was I'm, okay. I'm poor white trash, or however you want to yeah. consider it here. No, yeah. we don't we don't know shit about private schools down here. No. They're no. not that great, let me tell you. I, Man, we like, were forced to go there, right. but I'm thankful for the opportunity. But if I had it my way, I would have not gone there at all. Yeah, you say that till you actually go to. I was thinking that. School. I, I feel yeah. like I would have fit right in for sure. I, I personally loved my fucking school. I won't say it was the type of school where, like, you know, anything massively epic academically was happening, but I will say that in Prescott, somehow. They do test somewhere in the top every year with kids with their ACT scores and kids that go on. And like they, some very smart people have came out of there. I don't know. And it mean, wasn't a shitty school by any means, but we didn't have nothing. Like we don't have a hockey team. We don't have like you can't play certain sports. You can't swim. That's not a thing. No, I mean, it's a private school, but like your parents think they're sending you here. So you like will stay out of the bad crowds. Hell no. It's just all the same kids, but they're richer. Yeah. So we're drinking Grey Goose while everyone else is drinking Kharkov. <laughs> it's the exact same crowd. There's we just have to wear uniform. I'll tell you what. My, one of my money. one of my best friends left Prescott in sixth grade to go to a private school, and when we got to high school, you know, we'd kind of meet up every once in a while. But his friends were like, I'm not gonna lie, I I hated every single one of them. They were just like these bitches, like just like, hey man, you got any you got any blow on you? And I was like what i'm six like i gotta i gotta have a one and a bottle of fucking fleischman's vodka like what do you mean like these kids they had money they had i mean they inherited a whole nother batch of problems that the public school kids did not now if you're doing fucking my parents coke, didn't give me no money if you're doing coke in high school i don't want to be your friend Bye. i'm not trying to rat out private schools but these kids are they got money they're yeah. they're buying shit with their parents money that you don't they were. I remember getting in. This girl was like, I'll drive to the mall. And I mean, she pulled up in like a brand new Cherokee. It had custom North feet, North Face leather seat covers, like Bose sound system. I've got my 98 freaking Sunfire in the back that like yeah. I'm, I'm hoping That's starts after this. Like, it was not, we were not on the same level. I, I'm glad I got to go there, but like I didn't belong at all <laughs> i had a 98 cavalier manual fucking mint my fat Big ass used to have to get into like a i think it was a 96 s10 like yeah barely fucking fit in it which i was in way better shape then than i am now but still i was way too big for that goddamn truck did I'm you have like the fold down seats in the back oh no those no, little side no, this was the straight single cab. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't even have yeah. the extended. The bitch trucks. I don't know. My, <laughs> my mom's uh, ex-boyfriend when I was a kid had this uh, S10 when they added like the little cab to the back. 
and they have like these tiny little like jumper yeah. seats that come out the side and they drug us all the way down to Southern Iowa, made us ride in them little fucking things. I was like, Ugh. no seatbelt. The mass tens, man. It wouldn't have fucking mattered if you had a seatbelt. You were getting, you no. were done, you were done if you got hit and you was in that fucking little seat in the back. Yeah, it's like a car with like a with a truck bed on it. I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck you would call it. Uh, y'all are gonna end up being a TikTok. Uh, I I've got to have several people on the show that are like super big on TikTok that are even couples and shit. Y'all are gonna end up being TikTok's favorite couple. Y'all, y'all like y'all dubbed the most American couple. <laughs> fuck just the most American couple. Y'all are the funnest. They, did, they did say that. Well, like, we're, like, I don't know. Like, I'll tell you what, like the, the only thing that I've seen from it is like nothing but love from people that are the, the backlash I've seen. And by backlash, I mean, the, the ripple effect is all these couples that are sending us videos of them now on boats or in a pool or laying in a body of water or a puddle or something jamming music and chugging beers and singing songs and doing beer bongs out of pool noodles. And I'm like, if that is the effect that we're having out there, I am stoked about it. I'm happy to be a part of it. Every fucking just making party. people live a little, I guess. Yeah. Every party <laughs> that I've been to lately, uh, because of my job, like I get hang out some weird fucking unique people. And like y'all were some of the ones that you just not, you don't hear anybody like saying anything negative about like y'all. There's a lot of people that I've had on the show that as soon as I get around other folks are like, do you believe that they're fucking sincere? And sometimes I don't. Mm -hmm. Y'all, y'all are fucking, y'all are 100%. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, man. I, I feel like it, it it's such a slim window. When I scroll through TikTok or stuff like that, it's like, not even just couples, but there's so many people you're like, okay, nothing about that comes off as sincere. If it, if it came down to being like, we need to go find a new location to make a video and we're, we're doing all this acting. I wouldn't want nothing to do with it. I'd want to retort straight back to my simple ass life that we had before when nobody gave a fine fuck who we were before I would want to do that. It's a, there's a lot of fake shit on there. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I hate, I hate TikTok. Honestly, if it wasn't for people making me do it, I fucking wouldn't do it. I hate it. I just want to talk, get paid and drink some whiskey and talk shit. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. Yeah. The, there's so much. I love well, what was cool about talking to Daphne girl. She said that she's like trying to like make some sort of like, space for people like that are you know the the explicit content and shit like that because she's got banned off of there more than me and I, my shit is always treading the line i post stuff on there all the time that's treading the line she got like what five six seven videos banned in a month where they gave her like a three-week hiatus off of there for doing nothing yeah the first one they were like hey you did this we're you're done for a week and i was like a week I have like 900 followers. They're not going to miss me. Like the only reason I'm on here is to watch other people's stuff. And then uh, I got like it rebuttaled. And then they banned me for like two more weeks because I came back with another violation. Like the day they said, okay, you're good. It was like an hour later. They said, nah, you're done. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You guys are screwing with me. 
And I think they're a little more lenient now because I did just post a riskier video. Someone falling, but like that's, I get in trouble for starting a fire, like a legit bonfire. That's why I got banned for for three weeks. We had a celebration on one of my lives the night that they finally let her out of TikTok jail. And there was like 500 people in the room that was like, three, two, one, she's out. And then she goes right back in for one video. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? And, was on and the then videos? next thing you know, your my brother's the same way. He's a deer hunter, and he like he did a video. You know, we're from Wisconsin. Hunting is a huge integral part, as it would be in Georgia. You know what I mean? And he has a turkey down. Turkey's dead. He shotguns a bush light off its talon. It goes viral on Facebook, and he posted on TikTok. It goes up to a million views. Then they ban him for it. And then the next video I see has got seven million, and it's like some Japanese guy sawing a squid in half at a restaurant that's alive and i was like so the dead turkey that you do a shotgun off of is banned content but this guy can saw a live squid up and that's just that's just food to you huh it's all good it's a double standard i don't i don't understand they hate hunters on there i don't understand i've gotten better i kind of get it a little bit now but i don't i mean I, i just don't i mean First off, it's a fucking Chinese app. So, of course, like all the political stuff they hate, which I don't do much political stuff. I mean, it's, it's part of my life, but I kind of keep it off of social media. But uh, there's so much Same. shit. That, that's so much shit that I see people post on there. And it's like, okay. Like, the other night I posted a video, like within an hour or two, it got like 80,000 views or some shit. And they took it down because of nudity. There's no nudity. I mean, I've got big tits for a man. But you know, <laughs> you know, I got I got I got fat man titties. It's not nudity, but you can see a 16-year-old girl on there or younger that has almost nothing on and that's appropriate. Yeah. But the other's not like I fucking hate TikTok. Well, they <laughs> yeah, they they just do it's it's very very liberal app. They they'll ban people for saying the wrong thing and they get they don't have to give you no excuse they can just ban you take whatever money they owe you like it is a shitty setup but i'm doing all right on there yeah no shit i tried uh, the line yeah I, I i fucking get at least community guideline violations once a week i'm surprised i still even have one all right but yeah. also too i really don't give a fuck if it goes away i'm still good with everything else i got but uh if it wasn't for it blowing up people that probably deserve it, like you, our buddy Priscilla Block, Trey Lewis, uh, some more folks, you know, I'd probably say fuck TikTok. But it's done yeah. really good for musicians that need a voice to like they need to be heard. And if you're good, yeah. you get you get noticed, dude. And I, I will say, like with my like when I when I was I was working down in Texas all the way till about April, so I didn't get to come home was down there in this hotel and I was really pushing it. Like when I got off work, I went to the hotel room and there's been people that have been following me that long. I think I had about 20,000 followers and I got it up to about 40 and I was taking it really seriously. And I, when I really started to catch some steam, it was because all those people on there that are giving you advice on how to grow your account. I just did the polar opposite. I'm not kidding. Every goddamn thing that you stick to your niche do this, do this. I was like, fuck all that. I'm giving exactly, I don't care if it's the best quality video. This is what I'm doing right now. This is what I have to say. And once it started to catch on and people kind of saw what the whole page was about, it's all over the place. It's not specific to one thing. 
There's I, people that follow the page because of our singing country songs. There's people that follow for my rapping. There's people that see the dumb, degenerate drinking shit. Either way. I'm a big fan of dumb, degenerate drinking shit, to be honest with you. And uh, as am I. And I, I've always wanted to find a way to make a, a living off of having a fucking good time. So <laughs> start a fucking podcast. That's what I do for a living now. I get I get drunk with cool people. We we host concerts and shit like this is which I was in radio before this though. So it ain't like yeah. it just came out of fucking nowhere. But uh I think I think people like you and other people that are blowing up. I think you get rewarded for being an individual and not yeah. doing the same thing as everybody else. I love that y'all do different shit. I hate going on there and seeing 500 people do the same fucking trend. I will not do 99.9% .9 of the trends. If I think something's funny, I'll fucking do it. But I also will do it in my own way. I like yeah. looking at y'all stuff because it's, it's not like everybody else's. You're an individual on that. I'm, I'm almost positive I can stand by this. And that, so if like if a if a song that I like is trending, like say we did in the very beginning of my TikTok, we definitely did some epic videos to dig down in Dallas because it was a song that was trending that I actually fucking loved. I will barely ever use trending music. I never have done a single trend like, hey, this is this is what people are doing now. This hand jive or this open up the fucking door and there's something behind like i never did none of that i just keep doing random shit and then all of a sudden my song rage in becomes a trending song and people are doing that and the only trend about it is people drinking alcohol <laughs> that's about it uh did trey or anybody nah. from did trey or anybody uh which i don't know how big your account was yet did they ever reach out to you when you was doing some of the dick down stuff I don't think we were, uh, we had it out there. Like I, I had a good amount when we did the dig down in Dallas ones, but I will say that like, uh, when we did the Leanne rhymes, we got reached out by Leanne rhymes. We did the Sarah Evans, Sarah Evans followed me. We did the, uh, what, what's another one that we did? Not the Leanne Womack. When we did the yellow wolf one, one MR hit us up and sent us some Creek water. So if we would have like been at the stage we are now, I bet you he would have saw it. Uh, Warren Zetters, you follow him, that motherfucker. I, I got two two separate videos hit a million for his Ride the Lightning song at Country Fest. And then when I got that follow, I was pretty stoked about that. I like that guy. Yeah, I just had on, um, I'm going to fuck his name up because his name sounds like about 20 other musicians. I just had this guy on. The last musician that I did is one of Warren's buddies. Um, fuck, I know it's Brian, and I'm going to mess it up uh brian martin i think it, for some reason i want to say adams but i've been drinking all day uh, i don't i think it's andrew. brian andrew andrew brian, brian andrew Andrews. yeah, yeah I just, dude I, that's my boy i love that guy i just had him on last week or the week before fucking solid dude he just I, yeah, every, he's time just I, every time i hear his name i think about the guy who sings heaven ryan adams and i and i always <laughs> yeah, and, brian I, adams. and i always fuck it up but he was so nice and so cool like i really I, I really liked him and uh yeah dude i think i think what y'all are doing is the like the next wave of like young musicians and everything um uh, it's not always my cup of tea like i was telling i was telling him you have to have a certain vibe for me to listen to you if it's not like authentic rap or authentic country you're you mm -hmm. i don't know what genre you fit into but i think it's cool that you don't fit into a genre i think that is I think it's unique. And uh, 
Dude, you're – I think what you've got is very special, I guess is how I'm trying to say it. And I, I really appreciate that. I, I've had uh, – you know, I've struggled with that topic for a good while. I've never really had a platform to explain myself. But, like, I, I was going to call – I decided to call my first album just self-titled Dirty Prescott Kids. But my original name for it was you – know, obviously, Dirty Prescott Kids is the artist. But I was going to call it D-O-G – and it was going to stand for death of genre because I physically can't pigeonhole myself into one. And I wanted the album to like kind of showcase how many different avenues that I could do. And I can tell you for me personally, it's all because like when I was a kid, even though my parents, they didn't really get along. They were huge music people. My dad was like, as traditional country as like when we rolled in his truck, we were listening to Randy Travis, Alabama, Brooks and Dunn, Ricky Man Shelton, uh, Willie Nelson, Waylon, shit like that. He didn't stray anywhere outside of that. When my mom was like Michael Jackson, Prince, the Beatles, uh, John Mellencamp, shit like that. And my neighborhood kids is where I got the Eminem and all that, that, that dirty shit that I heard that was from my friends. And over time, all of that kind of, I still love all those music. I primarily only listen to country. I do listen to rap when I like it, but I like making it. I do appreciate rap, but I also appreciate country so much. I don't try to incorporate too much of it into my music. I might use an acoustic guitar or kind of a riff or rural topics because I live in that environment, but I'm not trying to blend country in there because I respect country so much. And it gets really corny, really fucking fat all the time, but it does. Do uh do you know who the lacks are? I think you froze up on me. Oh no. You there? There you go. I think you caught back up. Can I do it now. Yep. It's fine. Okay, there we go. Okay. Yep. It, 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 it has, I don't know what the fuck it was doing. Do you know who the lacks are? Yep. Okay. They're from close to where I'm from. And uh one uh, of my yeah. one of my buddies has been on several of their songs. His name's Nate Kenyon. And uh I went with Nate somewhere to uh see them one time as they were riding and stuff. We was all hanging out doing our thing. And uh one of the big guys from the Lax, um can't remember his fucking name. But anyway, he comes up and he's like talking to me and uh he asked me, he's like, So what do you think of my music? And I was like, Look, dude, I'm just, just going to be real with you. It's not my thing, but I respect what you're doing because you obviously are fucking killing it. You got a, a bar full of people. You're making money. Like, I would never, ever disrespect your hustle. And uh, he told me something that night that I admire so much about them. He said, look, if I could sing traditional country and that's how I could get my message out, I would sing traditional country. I can't fucking sing traditional country, but I still yeah. got something to say and I still yeah. want to get it out. And that, that's how I kind of feel. Like, I don't think you need a genre. I, I don't. I think that you can fucking do it whatever you want to. Co Wetzel. Well, you, Co Wetzel fucking is called grunge country. Who would have yeah. thought that there would be a grunge goddamn country five years ago? Right. And, and, but the only reason that that's happening is like the people, the critics need to categorize things. What the fuck does it matter? It's Cole Wetzel. His music is badass. It's, it's rock. It's country. It's fucking everything that it's refreshing to listen to. I'll tell you that for free. 
I like Cole Wetzel and everything that he does, but everybody else wants to categorize you. I bet you he doesn't give a fuck what you call his music. Uh, no. He's been he's been pegged between uh somewhere between Jelly Roll and Kid Rock, which yeah. I, I would like to throw also Yellow Wolf into that trifecta. Personally, hearing all his songs, I think he lands somewhere in there. If they all had a little baby, here's Travis. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Co Wetzel fits into anything. But I also, I think that's what's unique about it. I've seen him in concert a couple times now. Actually, like uh, his guitar player Otis and them. I'm interviewing them in the next couple of weeks. And uh, awesome. And dude, I'm telling you, they love that they fucking don't fit in. But if you if you've been to Nashville, and I don't know if you, have, oh yeah. It is a fucking shit show now. Like it's yeah, it's so commercialized, it's bullshit. I think like the older guys, like you were talking about a while ago, the Waylands, the Willies, all that stuff. I think they would actually respect guys like you and Co Wetzel and Zach Bryan and folks like that and Tyler Childers and Sturgill. Those are those are my faves. I think they would respect folks like y'all more than the people that's doing the mainstream shit now. Cause I think it's outlaw shit. I don't care what the fucking title you put on it. I think you're a country boy that's putting out your own type of music. And I think that's yeah. outlaw shit. And it, it ultimately is. We just watched a documentary the other day about the original reason that they, you know, Waylon and Willie, they, the, the way the outlaw country got dubbed. And it wasn't them that came up with that name, but they wanted to put them in this separate category. Cause they didn't sound anything like Hank Williams senior. And they were like, well, you know, we got to put them somewhere. They weren't the ones coming up with that. They were just doing exactly what they knew how to do, make music the way they wanted to. And they had to get put into a category. And yeah, I think that they would have, I don't think that they would be like a big Sam Hunt fans. You know, like I don't think they'd be like, Oh, I love radio country. Yeah. Look at these guys killing it. No. And like Sturgill, he's one of my, I mean, musical heroes. He got like kind of eaten alive by the critics for his, his last, couple of albums and and steering left of right of what he did before and it was like fuck you guys he can do whatever he wants that fucking album that he came out with the what's got mercury and retrograde and everything on it i don't give a fuck what anybody says the techno rock with the country lyrics and the fucking weirdness i absolutely loved it i loved every fucking second of it i did too and i i think like like you know like i can say like like I get told by people, I'll come out with a, a little more emotional song and somebody wants the party songs. And I tell them, I'm like, hey, I can only write so many party songs. You know, I got to I got to express myself. You run out of you get bored with a certain topic. You want to test your creativity and everybody wants you to make the same album that you made before or whatever it is. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad that people put you in that category. I mean, if you don't need any other example, look what fucking happened to Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan is from yeah. here in Georgia. His first two or three albums are fucking amazing. You can turn yeah. them on and let them go. And now it is the worst shit I yeah. have ever heard. Um, you, you two seem like you would enjoy this when you was talking about a documentary. Have y'all ever watched Tales from the Tour Bus? Uh, I don't think so, no. Oh, fuck. I, I just made your fucking night. Um, you don't even know it yet. <laughs> Do you know who Mike Judd is? Mike Judd. He did King of the Hill, Beavis and Butthead. He's the Oh, guy. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. He did a show. It's on Amazon Prime. 
It's called Tales from the Tour Bus. The first season is about Johnny Paycheck, Waylon, Willie, Merle, but it's animated. But it's like instead of you uh, watching, it's trippy as fuck because it's mm -hmm. actually it's re the real people talking. But instead of you seeing what they actually look like, they're animated versions. But they show you like all this, like the shit behind the George Jones episode. I don't know if you're a George fan or not. You oh, yeah. Fucking die laughing because yeah. it's real encounters from like their band members. Like yeah. George Jones was so fucked up back in the day that he <laughs> used to see a fucking duck and he used to talk to the duck. And so one time the duck would not shut the fuck up while they were on the tour bus and he kicked <laughs> the invisible duck off the bus. And then they got a couple miles down the road and he makes a bus driver stop and turn around and go back and get the fucking duck. Like, what? then there's a, I, I, okay. I don't, I don't want, and this is the best one about it. George Jones, yeah. George Jones picks up this, uh, this old boy one time. Uh, he's in Nashville and he just bought a brand new truck, a brand new Chevy, and he had like $25,000 cash on him. And he picks up this hitchhiker and, uh, he asked the hitchhiker, where are you going? He said, four miles. And uh, he said, four miles? He said, yeah, yeah. And uh, so George drove him four miles, and they was drinking Evan Williams. I was passing it back and forth. Well, a couple hours later, George looks over to the guy, and he's like, I thought you said it was only four miles away. He said, no. He said, Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah. George drove his ass all the way to Fort Myers, Florida, from Nashville. And then when he got back to Nashville, his, uh, his manager got a hold of him. And I was like, George, we just gave you $25,000 in a brand new pickup. Where's that money at? He said, oh, I gave this old boy I was riding with some spending money. Well, <laughs> I'm telling you, the stories that they tell on that show, and then they also do the first season's all country. The second season is, uh, I love you too. Yeah, I just fucking, I want this. This is, I got to quit being a piece of shit and settle down. Um, if you, like y'all, I know we're if not find the right one. You don't have to settle down at all. True, but that Georgia's just weird. The women around here, like we got Southern bales, and uh, then you got like just pure trash. It's really hard to find the one in the middle. <laughs> like it's either this bitch has eighteen degrees and is the smartest person alive and thinks I'm an idiot, or she's damn. I'm not knocking nobody. She's flipping hamburgers. And she can't count to two. Like, there, there's, all, there's no middle. All the good ones are in Wisconsin. Well, not all of them. Some of them you look at and you're like, well, the lights are on, but nobody's home. And then the other ones are like out chugging you. But they're all in Wisconsin, for sure. I'll tell you what, when I was a single man, my brother was living down in uh, Louisiana. And he brought me down to the fucking uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration on the LSU campus. And I was like, a chicken with my head cut off. I was like, oh my God, I didn't think that there was hot girls in Louisiana. But the thing was, is they saw right past me. They were like, mm-mm, not this outrageous motherfucker. It's, it's they never so, said nothing to me. It's so weird. I just had to go to uh, to Ohio a couple months back for a funeral. And I got up there and uh, it was like Northern women look at Southern guys. Like they hear us talk. And they're like, oh, we're attracted to you. But it's the complete, yeah. it's, yeah. it's the, it's the complete opposite when a northern guy comes to the south and then like a southern woman hears him talk they're like oh i'm so sorry do you have a speech impediment um, I, I just got really dry really quick i don't know they're like yeah. what, what the fuck just happened like it, it, yeah it, it, it is so a weird well 
at least one of us gets the the celebrity effect. I don't know. I, I promise you, I stick my foot in my mouth so fucking fast with women. It it doesn't matter if they like my accent or not. I'm gonna make an ass out of myself, like like and this. That was like the story of my life, and then I met her, and like she talked shit way better than me, and then it was just like. <laughs> There wasn't really anything I could say that could ruin it. There wasn't a single night where my antics could do it because she's right there doing it with me. I mean, I brought her to Country Fest. I was on Country Fest number 11 when I brought her. And I thought in my mind, I go, we've had a couple good months, but I'm going to put you through the fucking mill with my friends. And we'll see how you come out the other side. And that will be a huge test. And I mean, she ran through it like a champ. And then we got back and she's like, I told you my throat's been hurting since Wednesday. And come to find out, she just was rocking strep throat the whole time and just toughed it out just to get through the whole thing. I mean, I never got it. I don't know how. I guess because I got tiger blood. But And to top it off, he he locked himself in the car on the very last day. And that, that was my sleeping spot. So I had to sleep in the tailgate with uh, a shit ton of dew. And it was cold and I didn't have a blanket. I didn't have anything. I had like shorts and tank top and cowboy boots on. And I started cramping up because I haven't like ate or drank anything besides a shit ton of beer. And he wakes up and he's like, he hears like clunking in the back of his tailgate. And he just sees two cowboy boots sticking up. He's like, what the hell? And he goes back there. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, you locked the door, bud. And yeah, then I went to the doctors the next day and they're like, you basically have like stage four strep throat what happened i was like well they don't have the best health care at country fest like i don't know if you've been there they'll give you a band-aid for anything that's fucking insane we just went to this thing with a bunch of songwriters in destin florida uh the beginning of last month the last three days i'm there as we're all singing writing having a good time i got strep throat i didn't tell nobody Oof. i'm talking about like blisters on the back of my fucking throat bad yeah. Yeah, been there, done that. All I did was take Adipex and Adderall and fucking drink the entire time to make myself feel better. I didn't want anything yeah. hurting. No, I had a, I, I pack like child's food when I go on these festivals, you know, pizza rolls, danimals, smoothie, protein. So the only thing I could eat was danimals or drink, whatever, but, and beer and vodka and everything else liquid. And I was wasted. Like, I didn't feel a goddamn thing, but like, I knew I couldn't sing and I couldn't swallow my own spit. So I knew something was wrong, but this guy is like, it's fine. We all lose our voice. And I was like, I don't know. You guys seem a lot better than me. He's like, eat this euro. I was like, I can't swallow my own spit right now. You can not. It's a good bitch, time. You cannot bitch out at a music festival. No, no. And, and in my defense though, like, of all the years I've gone there, like the music is playing at top decibel and all, every friend I have, literally all the characters from my videos I've been friends with my whole life. All of us, it's like a big screaming match. Like we'll be having a conversation over loud music and everyone will just keep yelling. No one will tell anyone to turn the music down. Just keep yelling. I wake up higher four days a week feeling like I have strep throat because of vocal cord damage. So I thought that's what she was feeling because we were yelling the whole day. And sure as shit, she went through four days of basically partying with strep throat. And then I felt really bad that I said it was because we were yelling. But And if they're listening, I blame the yellow bar because you guys have dirty beer bongs. That was the only one I took. It, it <laughs> I told you not to go over there. I was going to say, uh, let's just be real about this real quick. Why we blaming people. 
if you're at a fucking music festival and you drink out of community beer bong, that's your own goddamn fault. It was my first, first first year. year. I tried to rookie tell her. mistake, rookie mistake. Even the one at our camp, we just got like a fourplex. The only time you'll ever see me do it is when we come up. We just set up camp. We set there's brand new hoses each time. I'll do the first one, like the like the christen of the the weekend, and then after that, stay the fuck away from it. it I'm more of a mixed Wednesday. drink guy, anyways. I didn't think any frat boys already had their mouths around it, but I guess I was wrong. I mean, it's far from the worst thing you could get. So, I mean, fuck true, it, true. <laughs> yeah, no shit. We we get checked for like chlamydia around here like once a week. This is <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. If I go to the health clinic one more time, I'm gonna get a free visit with my hole punch card. Like, yeah, that's bad. I, I've got yeah. a piece. Of I heard shit. that. Black thing doesn't have it. They're ready uh, to take me on. Um. So. <laughs> If y'all had like before we end this, because we about we about did it, because you guys are killer. Um, if y'all have any free time, any vacation time from work or wherever, I'm gonna invite y'all down to the studio and to meet some of the bar owners down here, completely on mm -hmm. us here at the studio. Because like it was, it's what everybody's. Uh, I've looked at y'all look like the type of people that we can party with and uh, show y'all some southern style. Yeah, we might have to do like, you know, like down the road, like a part two, part three, because I feel like it's just this. I would talk about just about anything. And I know she will, too. And I don't know what we covered. I don't know if we did a good job, but I'll tell you what. It was fun either way. Well, no, no. I was hoping you were going to tell us at least one story, though, about what you were saying about the country radio thing and like uh, getting fired. How did that happen? I don't fuck it. We'll keep going. What I try to do is like when you get guests on here, just so you know, I wasn't trying to cut y'all off. You get guests on here. Some people are ready to get the fuck out of here when you get to the hour mark because they've got a tight schedule. And uh, I just didn't want to hold y'all up. We can fucking keep rolling. We don't have plans. I mean, we pretty much, she she told me, she said that this this was penciled in the plans. We put it on the big wall calendar. I snapped my phone today, but I hustled home for it. And this is this is what we got going. Fuck that. We're going to keep rolling then. Uh, yeah, so cool. what happened with Country Radio is um we had the number one show in the state of georgia but i am very outspoken i uh i love the people that have served this country as far as military go our police officers yeah. and stuff like that. well in the town that i worked in we had uh antifa come to uh come to town and we had somebody call into the radio station that day threatening our police officers that were going to be there and uh I didn't really lose my cool. I didn't say any bad words that I shouldn't have said, but uh, in the most polite way, in in a southern way, we I told him to kiss my big fat ass, and um, <laughs> then later on that day, I'd already got in trouble, and I got told by the station manager, like, don't go to this. Do not go down to this. You're fucking. You're our 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 front man for this station. Don't don't go do nothing that's going to cause backlash towards it. And I have friends that are in law enforcement. And when I heard that these people were going to be going, being ugly to our police officers and they could not have any, like they could not defend themselves. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was like, fuck that shit, dude. Like I'm going, yeah. there's, there's no that's way, really. there's no way I'm not. So I went and stood side by side with some police officers. Some people made some smart ass comments and, uh, I made some smart ass comments back and I don't regret it. Um, no, nah. but the thing is, man, 
I am I'm, I'm really spiritual. Like I'm a Christian. I'm just a not a very good one. Um, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not, an, I'm not an example setter. Jesus Christ is my Lord and savior, but there's probably times he looks at me and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Well, I, I'm, I doubt Jesus is going to say fuck, but you get the point. Um, but, <laughs> he might. But, yeah, well, my Jesus wears a tuxedo outfit and listens. Yeah, to absolutely. Uh, but I mean, every once in a while, like life is more about and working a nine to five. It's about standing up for the things you believe in and doing the things you love. And I would be a sellout and I would not be proud of myself at the end of the day if it when something that I think is wrong is happening, an injustice, if I don't stand up against it. And that was Absolutely. one of the days that I picked my morals over money and I got fired. But I also ended up six months later with out of 3.5 million podcasts in the world, I ended up in the top 100 and got signed by a management company. And now yeah. I get I get to do what I want to. I get to talk to people like y'all, and I get to have yep. a fucking good time at my job and get paid for it. Yeah. I heard once on TikTok, if you didn't sin a little, God died for nothing. Jesus died for nothing. So we all have to sin a little, right? Make it worth his while. I got to make up for all the people lying about their sin. I don't. I don't. I, <laughs> true. You grocery shoppers. I just. I can say like like I feel the same way about things. Like when I I I don't try to get in arguments with people online. I don't do anything like that. But I do stick up for what I believe in. And when I feel like I got to say something, I say it. And at the end of the day, if I don't, if I sit there and stay quiet about something that really is like kind of burning up in me. I'm the one that loses, you know, that confidence in myself. I'm like, man, you hold yourself to the standard, but you didn't say shit when you wanted to. And then that's the worst thing that can happen to a man. And you're sitting there going, you fucking pussy. You didn't say nothing when you should have. And I respect you for doing that. Uh, sucks you had to lose your job, but obviously it worked out. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm positive. When, like, I, to, I don't know how, do y'all, do y'all know what affirmation is? When something happens and you get validation for it happening. Sure. This is how I got fired. Um, so for the longest time, I've I've got shitty, I had shitty tattoos that I got when I was young, and I've been wanting them covered up for a long time. And I've wanted uh what is called armor of God, like draped across all my shitty tattoos to cover them up. So my birthday is September the 10th. I got fired on my birthday. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I got fired on my birthday. But I was sitting in the tattoo chair when my boss called me and asked me to come back to the station. And I was like, I'm getting a tattoo right now. I can't. Like, yeah. I, I physically can't. And yeah. uh, he was like, well, I just got to let you know. Like, we're letting you go. We have to. We have no fucking choice. You're fired. I'm getting what I have wanted for a long time, God's armor tattooed on me. Mm -hmm. like, and it's it, it, like I've got it. So I wanted it to where it's cracked, it's got dings, it's got dents, because it doesn't matter what comes across. Like the good Lord's got me as long as when I'm supposed to talk about my faith, I talk about my faith. I, I believe yeah. you got preachers in this world and you got warriors. I think I'm a warrior. Um, but so I'm physically getting this fucking tattoo as they call to let me know that I'm fired from my dream job. <laughs> and and right then, like I had like this come to Jesus meeting with myself, and I'm like. Look, I don't know. I do not know why this has happened. But right. the last thing that I said on country radio was you're not always where you want to be in life, but you're always where God wants you to be. And never be upset 
if you don't understand the moment. Like, there's still a post that people share from my last day. And the, and there was, like, kids calling that morning telling me happy birthday and all these oh, people. So, so, like, it was – I had the best send-off you could have had. And it was yeah. just where, like, it was supposed to happen. Like, it was – like, even now, um, I'm a survivor of suicide. Like, uh, 10 years ago, not to get too deep with you fuckers, but uh, 10 years ago, right. 10 years ago, uh, I tried to commit suicide before my daughter was born or anything. And now I get to share that with people. I get to share my recovery. I get to share helping people. Like, we do these things uh, on Wednesdays and Sundays at the studio. We open up our studio to people. We don't record it. We don't monetize it. Nothing. Nobody knows who comes, but we call them our still writing sessions. Because if you've ever seen like the semicolon project, the semicolon stands for if you got it tattooed on you, that you're still writing your story. And so we call it our still writing sessions. So we have these people come here, people on Zoom and everything that I get to help people now, not counsel them, but build a support system for them. Like if you're struggling or you think that like this is the worst day of your life, like we can help you. Yeah, we we just want to be there for you. I don't want yeah. anybody to ever feel like as alone as I was back in 2011. And if it was not for all that bad mm-hmm. shit happening to me, I wouldn't be able to help people now. Yeah, I take the good with the bad. Yep. Absolutely. Roll with the punches. And obviously, it kind of led you into like uh, probably a greater purpose situation, anyways, because now you are in the position to be able to talk to those people. Whereas, obviously. You wouldn't be able to if things were successful 10 years ago. Yeah, but. But I was like on that same note, I was like, you know, TikTok, things like that. I, I've got some messages from some people that are in a, a maybe a pretty shitty mental state right now. And, and I've got some pretty positive messages from people saying what uh, some of our vibe is doing for them. And uh, it, it kind of gave us a little bit of a greater purpose on that. Like, wow, I, I didn't really realize the reach that we were going to have. I'll tell you, dude. Uh, like, before I got into country radio, I was called the bearded bastard on social media. That's how they found me. Like, I had a big Snapchat following and some other stuff. And it was all me being proud of where I'm from and standing up for, for what I believe in and stuff. Well, people found me. And they put me, they wanted me to work in radio, ended up going real good for me. But uh, the first time I got interviewed for something, it was the weirdest shit ever because I just didn't understand why the fuck I was getting interviewed in the first place. But like they asked me, they were like, What do you want out of all of this? And I was like, I want to be fucking rich. Like, you know, but <laughs> that was my first instinct. It's American dream. Yeah, like, that was my first instinct. But then I remembered how I had opened up about my mental health issues. And I remember mm-hmm. people messaging me. And I and I told them, I was like, look, if I can help one fucking person, one yeah. per- fucking person on their journey not feel like alone and not feel like they have to go down that road, then I've done what I think I'm supposed to be here to do. And uh, that's yeah. the same thing with y'all, man. If y'all are making people happy, like the, I don't know what the money situation is or what you're making off of it yet. But I promise you, if you those messages that you get and everything, like I've made money, like and everything, but people like you actually meaning something to people, that's so much more. And helping people is just so much more than any fucking dollar you'll ever make. A hundred percent. 
And it, the money, the money is, it's not like, uh, we certainly ain't making a whole lot of money off anything that we're doing. I think there is some sort of weird, like people just think like, you know, you get a decent following and all of a sudden the money just starts pouring out the ceiling. Doesn't, but that's not ultimately why I was doing it. I have like just an undying thing. It, what it started for me was, uh, to share. I have the biggest faith in my, my friend group and my, the people that I'm around all the time. They're a bunch of unique fucking people. And I just wanted to find a way to share that like with the world, whether they liked it or not. And when it really started to kind of take off, I, I still just find a, just a cool sense of calm. And when I get like messages from people saying like, Hey, this made my day. And I'm like, you know, it's not the same as a paycheck, but I will tell you this, it meant a whole lot more. I love knowing that we're putting smiles on people's faces and I love, like I told her when we first started doing it, I'm like, you got to get on this TikTok and start answering these people because there's people that want to see you. There's people that want to see me. I got people that come on my TikTok and say, hey, we don't want to see you. We just want to see Caroline. And I'm like, hey, I don't care what the fuck brought you here as long as you're here. Now, let's have a good time. That's all my videos really are about. That's all her videos are about. And Try to be as honest as possible. I think that circles back to what we talked about in the beginning where people people are like okay you guys are in trailer park okay you guys just saved up a bunch of money to go buy like a jet ski like you guys are working like and it's like the real we we don't i remember like first getting on tiktok like back i don't know what november we were sitting at like thanksgiving when someone said we should get on it and i was like i hate tiktok and here i am but it was uh it, I mean, it, I was like, I can't do videos. Like I don't have a fabulous bathroom. Like I threw up some old barn wood, like, you know, I don't have the white marble, nothing like that. And I was like super self-conscious about to do all this stuff, but that's what people like. Like they're, they're over your orange County housewives shit. Like they don't want that anymore. They want to see how do you guys have so much fucking fun when you guys don't really have anything. And it was like, it's all about perspective. Like not half our friends in the trailer park are like, we live in the trailer park. Like you come home and you're like, what's up buddy. And they're on like their seventh chain cigarette sitting outside because they haven't found a job yet. Or like, you know, any of that stuff, like, Hey, can you let my dog out? And you know, I have to work a double at the bar. And like, we thoroughly enjoy that. Like we, we, we don't have a lot, but we completely Make the most of everything and, that we have. And you go four years back, it's like this big switcheroo. Like you go four years back, it was us sitting there with a questionable job or whatever. Like I, I had a situation. I this a this is a pretty good way to sum it up. We were at Country Fest and we were not planning on I gone there for 13 years. We've been repping my music a long time. I didn't expect to be recognized by as many people as we were, and we were getting pulled aside a lot. And this one kid. Everything was positive, but one kid pulled me aside and he goes, how's it feel to still be down here with the peasants? And I don't know how this came out of me so organically, but I kind of grabbed him by his shirt a little bit. And I said, listen here, motherfucker, I am a peasant and I always will be. My, I, I, I grew up with not a lot. Like my mom, she still lives. I tell people all the time, uh, I want to get involved with Habitat for Humanity. They built a house for my mom when we were kids and my parents got divorced we've got 
Christmas presents from the church. I am an extremely humbled human being. We didn't come from a lot. And I don't ever like that word, peasant. I've had the most fun in my life with the peasants, and I never want to be considered anything other than that. Like, if, if peasant is a real word, I want to be the poster child for that. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I fucking love you. I, I'm just like, real shit, you are a more talented version of me. If I could do anything that you're doing, <laughs> hey. that, that, that fucking mindset, dude, uh, for those who don't know this, and I'm sure you guys do, uh, Kid Rock is the same fucking way. Kid Rock yeah. is the same fucking way. Has a double wide trailer in Nashville. Yeah. Because you don't like, man, I was telling somebody the other day, I grew up poor, dude. Like, I grew up so fucking poor, we just had to like color cockroaches so we could play with Ninja Turtles. Like, <laughs> Ice cube sandwiches. Yeah, Ice like, cube fuck, sandwiches dude, is what you're getting. We used to have bologna sandwiches with no bologna. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It was fucking rough. <laughs> like, but I think that that made us so much tougher and we understand the fucking dollar all these people that are on tiktok and other social media platforms that are kids that are making all this money it makes me so fucking mad and it's not because i'm yeah. salty i'm not making the money it's like how are you allowing this child to make this money and by the time they're 21 it's all going to be gone Mm -hmm. and they're never going to be worth the shit the rest of their life like but you've got yeah. veterans and you've got people that have busted their ass that have gave for this country that that are living on fucking welfare now that the va is fucking them but no let's give fucking morons a billion dollars yeah. for just shaking their ass like, i fucking hate it so people that grew up like y'all like it it connects with me because that's me yeah. And like, I guess I have to clarify, though, I went to private school, we weren't we didn't pay for that. Like my great uncle gave his entire inheritance like to us, like all of us grandchildren. And four of the nine went to Catholic school because we utilize it. It was a 45 minute drive to high school every day, which was shit. But I mean, I I was the kid like. Oh, yeah, let's go to your house because you sure as fuck don't want to come to my house. Like, my house, like, what are we going to go hang out in my room? I, like, sleep on the fucking futon downstairs. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I think that's why we ended up getting along so well because he was like, all right, like, who are you and why are you in my town? And I was like, I'm, I'm the same. I should have grown up here. I was never meant to go to like a hotsy totsy private school my entire life, all 12 years, if you want to talk religion. But uh, no, I I like where I ended up. I got the the tattoo of live simply so others can simply live on my wrist. And uh, that's what I like to look at life as. No, that's what it is. Though. Yeah. That's, that, I mean, you, it's simple. How you said it is simplified, but you're exactly right. Like you, you cannot be and and the people that like no, you, you go, go ahead. You, no, 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 no. You're, you're gonna say this is I get to talk <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. I get it, I get to talk on the phone. Well, I was I was just gonna say that like when when she said that, like, you know, like when people think like how how are you guys having this much fun? Like like we get a lot of messages like, Do you work? Do you do anything? They're they're very much missing. The, the the biggest point of this life, these people from these videos that we're hyping up 
are our very dear friends. You don't need the things that everybody's telling you that you need. Every one of those people gives a very big fuck about me. They give a big fuck about her and we care about them dearly. We take care of each other. We have fun. When we go out on a friend's boat, it's usually like my one buddy, he's got a old fishing boat. One of them's got an old pontoon. We use what we got. Some of us have a little bit more. Nobody ever asks each other about it. So what's your financial status like? When I was rolling up in a 2001 Volvo or when I was rolling up in a 2014 GMC, they treated me the exact same. Everything about it has always been the same dynamic. I borrowed friends' money. They borrowed it to me. But we all have each other's back. None of it is about money. And so people think like you just needed this giant amount of money to have fun or be happy. And that is the biggest lie we're all or a lot of people are falling for. And that's all I was trying to really try to air out there on the TikTok. Thing. We also just watched, as of last night, this uh, Netflix, was it HBO? One of the two. It was a documentary. It's called Fake Famous. And they go through, yes, you've heard of it. They uh, go through. I, I uh, it, it pissed me off the whole time. People, oh, people renting mad. like half of jets so they can take like. Oh, I'm just, you know, flying out to Bali for the weekend. And then they'll go down to like freaking the Sand Dunes National Park in freaking Colorado and take like camel photos or some shit like that. But like, it's, it's all fake. And I think the fact that like our younger generations, like even younger than me, like are looking up to that. Like, that's what I want to do. And I'm like, you don't want to do that. Like, I'm terrified for my nieces and nephews because if that's what they're going to grow up on, like, I want them to see the Well, they won't with the a badass thing. aunt like you. Right. No, you're not going to do that. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> yeah. Look at this messy bun. I haven't showered it. It's circling back, Three though, days. brother. It's circling back. The people are, they're not seeking that type of content out anymore. It's not, it's not thriving. Their, their days are numbered. I think reality TV show has taken a turn to, like, our reality. Well, what it's... the real people live. Well, like one thing that people have to like realize, and it is coming around, is that we're supposed to be a reflection. Our social media is supposed to be a reflection of us. We're not supposed to be a reflection of our social media. A lot of people, sure. live, a lot of people live it backwards. So, like all these people that are yeah. faking whatever, you know, it it just it's gonna bite you in the fucking ass. And people, uh, yeah. Like live by your means. That's one thing that people like us that grew up with not a whole lot. You know, we, I love the fact how you said everything a while ago about the boats and all that shit. Cause that's the same way we are. Don't nobody in our circle give a shit about what you got. It's just how good of a person you are to each other. Like, yeah, we don't care. And there's not enough people. Uh, do, do you, uh, y'all ever, which I don't know how big the song would be up there. Do y'all know who Johnny Paycheck is? Of course. Okay, old violin. Everybody fucking loves old violin. But he's got this song that is one of my all-time favorite songs. It's called The Outlaw's Prayer. And there's a line in the song. And it's, I have not heard that. Oh, you! I don't know if you're emotional. I don't know if you get it. If you're a sappy drinker. I am. Listen, listen to Outlaw's I Prayer. I, I, dude, I am a fucking crybaby, dude. Um, yeah, I mean. The I'm not ever going to apologize for holding. I, I put my goddamn oh. whole entire persona on my sleeve. Like if, if 
I could sit and talk to her at night and I'll be telling her about how much something means to me. And next thing you know, like the tears start coming down. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like this is, this is life, baby. This is what you get. Bruh, I'm the same fucking way. Um, yeah. But there, there's a line, there's several lines in that song that are fucking amazing. Uh, but one of them is a stained glass window from this church could feed this homeless families uh, for years. And it's just talking about different perspective. Johnny Paycheck had the song take his job and shove it. And he's talking about yeah. how the women in the choir, they won't let him in the church. That's what the whole song is about because mm-hmm. uh, he played a bar the night before and he's still dressed like he played a bar the night before. But the women who were singing take this job and shove it are singing in the choir, but they're dressed up. And the whole song is kind of like what we're talking about right now. These people on TikTok is you got folks like us that live real. That we don't have to hide our sin. We don't we don't cover up our scars. But then you got these people that want to fake like they're happy. Most of those people are fucking miserable having to keep that lifestyle up. And you two and folks like me are the happiest motherfuckers because we're just being ourselves. And and I you know, I, I, I feel bad for those people. It's not like they would listen to us anyways. If we tried to tell those people, hey. You want to come over to the light side. You want to have a good time. They're going to be like, hey, no, 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 no. I guess, I don't know about that. But I'm realizing now that, like, my, my account might never hit, you know, 7 million like some of these other people. But whatever I have now, the people, if I could freeze it right now and the people that comment on my shit and send me videos, mimic, like, hitting every word of my songs and sending us, like, them raging in the pool, like, this is inspired by Travis and Sweet Caroline. We're having a blast today. I I could freeze frame that moment and soak that up the rest of my life because all it is is people just trying to have fun with whatever you got. And I've always been that way. Every one of my friends has always been that way. But for some reason in the, in the world, it's like people were skeptical of it. Like we did a live the other day and people were like, we know you wrapped the trailer, but would you give a tour right now without any warning? And I was like, babe, is the house clean? She's like, no. And I was like, perfect time to do a tour. And we took them around the whole entire house. And I was like, you know, it doesn't take long to get around it. It's only fucking 60 feet long, 14 feet wide. But, and and it's just, it's not like one of those things where people are like, I'm not trying to like glamorize the trailer park either. I'm just trying to tell you, this is exactly where we're at right now. You might see us like our dream is to live in a pole shed house, a, a shelf, if you will. Am I going to be called a sellout? Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, that's what we all want. It's like, am I going to be called a sellout for? No, we are literally trying to do that. When we did the video about the jet ski, we saved for a long time. There was people that go, "You probably got the jet ski for free." Bullshit. That was eight thousand dollars. Is Signed in my fucking name with a loan. We put a solid amount of money down on it. It was our first purchase together. Let us have our moment. And then there's people telling us, jet skis ain't been made since the 90s. It's a PWC. And I said, well, none of the motherfuckers I hang out with would ever call it a PWC. So take that with you. Tell them, to ask, uh, tell them to ask Kenny Powers what a fucking jet ski is. Yeah, you ask Kenny Powers, hey, what nice PWC. <laughs> By the way, we're getting a leopard print on that motherfucker. Like It's happening. Watch out. I'm going to tell y'all, y'all going to be my best friends. Like, I'm just going to go <laughs> ahead and fucking tell y'all. God. Yeah. 
And I will say, too, our, our negative comments, like, we get them, and I, I, I pretty much ignore them every once in a while. If you had a couple drinks, you we, might do we it. We laugh in bed. It's very little. <laughs> I It's very little. If you look at most of the videos we put out there, it's like 98% the most amazing people I've ever talked to. She's yeah. like, would you hang out with these people? I'm like, yeah. yeah. I can just tell by the way that they're duetting our videos that they're the same people. Like Brantley Gilbert said, Georgia boy, you know, country must be countrywide, man. There's like this vibe goes worldwide. Well, man, you can just tell, like, there's no reason to hate on y'all. There's so many people that fake so much shit on TikTok. You two are just so fucking authentic. There's if anybody hates on y'all, they're a fucking troll in their basement that's never touched a woman. They've never had fun. <laughs> they've never smiled. They're pieces. They're, yeah. they're fucking losers. Uh, hey, whatever they are they have their job to do too but it took me a while to realize that but i i did do a video saying the other day that every time i respond to a troll that's one more comment i missed from someone that said something nice and i started to realize how much of a waste of time it was because i'm starting to get a lot of messages and tags and i tried to like i can't duet every single one of them i'm trying but if I waste my time taking a person's comment, making a video about it, making them look like the asshole, that was a lot of wasted time that I could have just said, thank you for listening to this song to the people that did, or give them the duet they asked for. Those people have their own job. They're sitting there trying to, you know, make you bring down to their level, whatever. I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. My, uh, my hero in all this like podcast game and shit is Joe Rogan. Like Joe yeah. Rogan is fucking king. <laughs> Joe Rogan said something one time, and I take it with everything I fucking do. He said, when you post something and it actually, like, comes from a good place, don't read your fucking comment because somebody's going to yeah. be negative, but they don't know that it came from a good place, so why even pay them any fucking attention? Yeah. Just all the time. Even when uh, we had originally posted the Oh No video with Yellow Wolf, and uh, so many people were commenting like, oh, like, because half of the lyric is like, ain't no money like food stamp money because the check money's for a sack of pot. And so many people were like, oh, you guys are on fucking food stamps. And I was like, I've never been on food stamps a day in my fucking life. But do I live in the trailer park? Hell yeah. Do I like it? Hell yeah. My neighbors are awesome. The cops are never here. They, they like, no, this is like a little sanctuary. Half the people in here have fucking BMWs, fucking boats, you know, yachts in the fucking dock. Like, you, they're living life simply. And that's, you know, they're not flaunting it. They, they don't need a mansion that, like, four of the five bedrooms are unoccupied. Like, for who? Like, we don't need that. My cats don't need a mansion. My dog doesn't need a mansion. He's probably just going to pee on every couch anyways. But, uh... I mean, that's, that's why. And, and the most thing about that, like when people said like the food stamp thing, I lived part of my life where my mom was on food stamps and she didn't want to do it. She had to do it. And we lived off of that. There's people that use it for the right reasons. It's not like if someone's like, Hey, Oh, you're on food stamps. You're getting our money. It's like, you don't need you. How'd you get that from a video of us singing someone else's song? We ain't on food stamps, but the most thing is, it's not your fucking business if we are. No, and I think why are you hating on us? A lot of people actually thought we went to a trailer park and filmed it 
But no one knew we were actually outside of our own fucking. You wouldn't be coming up in here knocking on no one's fucking door saying, "Hey, man, can I I film a video in front of your trailer park, please?" Little Dicky, nobody in here would ever respond to that. Little Dicky did that, Uh, but he did it. Yeah, I remember that. That was actually hilarious when he did the. Yeah, he uh, was complete opposite way. That was with rich people. Say that money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's what it was. Hey, hey, ma'am, I'm uh, I'm actually a rapper. Um, I was wondering if I could use your house for like 14, 15 minutes, just a couple shots. No big deal. No. That was actually a hilarious concept. Dave is fucking hilarious. Yes, he is. I'd make him come over in the middle of the winter and thaw out these fucking pipes if they wanted to film a video because these pipes freeze like the fucking dickens. Like they are quick. (laughs) My dad's like a big, my dad's big on like the whole, like, well, you know, my, None of the wives I ever had knew anything about unthawing pipes. It's just me, you know. And he comes over here to help us. We had one time where the pipes all froze up. And it's a little entryway under the trailer. And he hadn't known Caroline that long. And she's like, you know what? That looks like a tight squeeze. I got this, Skip. She grabs the hair dryer, shimmies under there herself. And my dad looks up at me like, where the fuck did you find her? Listen, I didn't want to take a cold ass shower, or no shower at all. If the fucking if the water needs to be running, I'll climb under that trailer. There's a lot of cat shit and maybe a stray cat. I did find a stray cat, but <laughs> I think it's living under there. I think it still is. <laughs> Y'all are fucking I know. I just think that like nothing about what we're doing has anything to do with it's not even about the trailer park. It has nothing to do with that. It's just about saying use what you exactly have at the moment. And enjoy what you're doing and do not try to portray anything other than what's exactly happening at the time or else, you know, you're going to have to answer for that in the end. And we did have someone comment. He was like, I would give everything I had, my boat, my truck, my house, just to have what you guys have. And I was like, well, where are you lacking? Like, what, what category are you lacking in? Because something's wrong. Like. I'd fucking live in a tent with this dude. <laughs> I don't need a big house. I don't need a truck. Nothing. I like my truck a lot. Maybe a little more than him, but I'd still give it up for him. <laughs> no, no you, you two are what so many fucking people want, though. I mean, and it's more than just the relationship. It's the fact that, like, you you appreciate what you have. And, like, you're living yeah. for today. That's what I like about y'all, too. I'll, I'll tell you straight That's up. That's all we got. Is you living for today? You're not thinking about fucking tomorrow. I mean, you, you're gonna keep growing. You're gonna keep growing, and yeah. I'm gonna say y'all are the first people that I've had on this show besides for uh, Ali Colleen and a couple more musicians. But I can see it in y'all that I know that it's just the vibe y'all put off. Y'all are gonna keep now that people know about y'all. It's gonna keep multiplying, and you're yeah. you're, you're gonna keep trending up. But it's just the fucking the happiness, the vibe, the it's so fucking cool to talk to people that are just happy with where they're at and they're not really looking for tomorrow. I mean, Hey, if someday we could like upgrade to a double wide trailer, that'd be pretty cool, but I'm cool. with the single wide. <laughs> my, my main goal about everything. And we talk about this all the time and I can already tell from the things you've said that you're right on par with the same thing. I appreciate getting the comments from people about saying that, what we're doing is badass and everything, but I do like to take what I'm doing and draw the attention back to the real badasses of the world, the United States military, the veterans. And I am doing everything I can to utilize the time 
that I, you know, it's always like, you know, a small window in time of what you get. And if I did get a time to speak, I would be trying to draw the attention back to what you said about veterans being out there struggling and not getting the funding that they need while some little girl over here gets to make 16 million off of doing a, a duck dance. I catch me outside. Everything's ass backwards in this country and we need to draw back to what's important. I'm going to utilize the time I can to do that. Like I just did a show on Saturday or this past Sunday and I got some cool pictures from it. And I told Caroline, I was like, my only regret is that I didn't have more American flags hanging behind me. I had three on stage, but it's unsymmetrical in the picture. I wish I would have had 10 all the way across the banner, even if it took us two hours to set up. Cause it is ultimately the most important thing to me. I do believe. And I am not, uh, I did not have any family members really in the uh, military. I've always just had a deep appreciation for the ones that did. Her pops was a Marine. He was the captain of the state patrol. We have friends, family members. Everybody's got friends, family members that have done it. And I'm just trying to draw the attention back. I make my music about it. So I'm just trying to bring back to like that real proud to be an American stance. And there's, I'm not the only one doing it. I'm just happy to be a part of that circle of people trying to draw it back. Uh, you'd be surprised though. I, I'll just tell you like that. This made me have so much fucking respect for you. Cause there's been a lot of people on the show. This is like episode 115, something like that. And uh, besides for the people that come on here and we're strictly talking about politics or whatever, um, dude, you hit the fucking nail on the head. Like that. I, that's how I know that y'all are in the right place, like mentally, your heart, everything else is there's so many people that don't acknowledge that. The reason why we got fucking TikTok and the reason why you get to make the music that you make yeah. is because of these people. And the fact that you even took that time right here to just acknowledge it and at the shows with the American flag and being proud, that yeah. means so fucking much to people that have served. Yeah. And we've gotten, we've gotten the messages and I wasn't necessarily prepared for it. I got the messages from people there. I got messages from people saying, Hey, you guys are entertaining us while we're over here. And I was like, I, I wasn't prepared to even receive that message. I was like, if, if, if we are providing any entertainment whatsoever with you guys, that, that is the best thing I ever could have heard. If there, we, we offered a couple of them, is there any way that we could send you some? And unfortunately the first guy we tried to facilitate it with, they were on their way back. Thank God. First of all, they're on their way back. He goes, if you send something, we won't even get it. We're coming home. And I'm like, that's the best news possible. But I do want to be involved in that stuff. If I do have the opportunity, I want to be involved in that. I am talking to a guy about going down in uh, my home state of Wisconsin to Milwaukee at the end of the month, just to kind of be a part of a veterans walk. But I am going to utilize what I can to I uh, probably won't be able to do as much as I think I will, but I will be able to at least utilize a little bit of the platform to draw the people's attention back to that. Well, um, I'll tell you this. We work with Mission 22. Do y'all know what Mission 22 is? I have heard of it. I don't exactly uh, know what. All right. Mission 22 stands for uh, we lose 22 veterans a day on yep. the suicide. Suicide, um, yep. So there is an organization that's uh, called Mission 22, and they have all kind of programs and stuff set up with uh, the people who run the Georgia uh, chapter of it and Florida chapter have been on the show, and uh, they're very good friends with us. Um, mm -hmm. If y'all are interested in doing stuff like that, not here, 
but they're all friends with people, the other chapter members, our chapter leaders in other states. I'll make sure that I get uh, y'all in touch with them because it, it's just taking your fucking time. People don't understand that. If there's a VA around you, talk to these folks. If there's any organization that's local to you, most of these guys, especially men, women, the, there's not too many veteran women out there that are struggling the way that men are. It's usually men. Um, but, man, they don't have families. Like, they're they're our Vietnam vets, and there are people from Desert Storm and stuff like that that they don't have families, and they're sitting there, and they're in nursing homes, and they're at VAs, or they're just sitting on their little property by themselves. Like, if making friends with these people, that's something that we don't ever publicize. Like, it's, yeah. I don't – that's not anything that I put out air on social media. I tell people how to get in touch with the organizations that can put you in touch with them. And man, I know that there's folks that would love to hear your passion and Caroline's passion uh, about helping folks and not financially yeah. or whatever, but just being a friend and, uh, and everything. It, that's, that's fucking cool of y'all. Well, I, I, I hope to see, I, I hope that if anything comes of it, it's just more people to feel the need to know that it like everyone thinks, well, I'm only one person. What am I supposed to do? Well, if everyone thinks that way, then nothing's going to happen. If everybody does think that, the, you know, like the old, every little bit helps. If everybody does rally up, a lot can happen. And I just think that, you know, the, the ripple effect, it, it could possibly be a much bigger thing than we all thought it could be. And well, I hope the, it is. Well, it's the wildfire effect, dude. All you got to do is start a match. That's yeah. it. You you light one match, and next thing you know, the whole fucking the the everything's on fire. Uh, yeah. Either one of y'all got a piss? Probably. Gonna, yeah. I got I got a piss on myself. So let's take a piss break, and then we'll come back do a couple more minutes, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, let's take a piss break. All right. I only got one bathroom, so. Yeah, if I was about to fucking, I was about to piss under my table. Yeah, I was surprised I made it that long. Shit. Uh, but no, nah, dude, I think that's uh, us getting, but by the way, back from piss break, if you can't tell by just the audio. Uh, we take a lot of piss breaks around here. Usually people, especially when they come in studio, we'll sit here and drink for an hour or two before we actually even record. And it just, you just get the vibe with folks. But, uh, man, I think you, both of y'all, I think you got something special. And uh, before we get off of here, because uh, I'm going to play one of your songs at the end of this, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and I would like to have y'all back on the show in a couple months. And I would like to offer y'all some uh, free round trip airfare. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Round trip airfare. Yeah, I can't talk fucking worth the shit. Um, <laughs> If, uh, if y'all got some time and y'all want to go on a free vacation, you know, we'll have you come down here to Georgia and uh, show you uh, you think you have a good time up there. And I, it looks like y'all do have a fucking good time. But we'll, we'll take you to some good shit. We've realized that people like to party with us all around the country. We just never realized it till TikTok. Well, the Blessing party, and a curse. The parties that y'all have are what everybody wants. There's so, like, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, The Outer Banks. I haven't. I, I mean, that's kind of feel, 
it's it's a show based out in like North Carolina's coast. North Carolina or South Carolina? It's North Carolina, but I think they filmed it in South Carolina. They didn't film it at the Outer Banks. And it's uh Savages. It's, it's just a bunch of kids that like they live in this town year round and then come summer season all the tourists come and they're just like all the tourists kind of look down on them like oh, look at these slums like these these slum americans over here and it's like that's us that's how we feel in prescott like we it's where the mississippi meets the st croix is our town and especially during covid when minnesota was shut down that we were the nearest bar open and we've got all six of them on this block or whatever. And so many tourists were coming and they kind of looked down on us like, well, who are you guys? And we're like, we're the people that have been keeping it open when you guys weren't here. What are you talking about? Like we're the people drinking on Mondays. When it's negative 30 in the winter and there's no yachts down parking at the public dock. All eight of us are in here. <laughs> yeah, eight of them. <laughs> Keeping the bar alive. But that's how I, I like to refer us as the kids from the Outer Banks. Because it's, even though we're... It's like the outsiders on adults, the water. Yeah, we're grown adults. But everyone else here is on a field trip. And we live here. But they looked down on us. And if we've also, on that same note, we've met so many people that were epic on that field trip. But every once in a while, as any tourist kind of town deals with i've seen I, I meet locals when we travel all the time and they don't just talk to everybody if you come in there disrespecting the joint acting like hey i can do whatever i want they're not going to like you you sit down and bullshit with the people next thing you know they're going to tell you the best place you can possibly go for breakfast and i like that part about traveling i've met a lot of people like that we have together y'all two are just like fucking Y'all could be the funnest couple in the world. Y'all realize that, right? Like y'all, y'all fucking realize that people, the more they get to know y'all, y'all two are fucking a Netflix documentary or whatever, a series waiting to happen of just what it's like to fucking have fun. You, you two just, I hope not. No, you <laughs> well, yes, I hope so, but I hope not. Like, y'all don't want to sleep. Watch hope, me sleep until noon. I hope they at least, if they do that, they allow us to take what we're doing and go down to other places and meet up with strategic people who are also doing the same shit. And it was like, what happens if we take these people out of their environment and go meet all the other cool people in the world? That would be fun. I don't know how much fun they'd have coming up here and just filming in Prescott, but probably pretty fun. Have like other creators reached out to y'all and like asked y'all to come do shit with them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, here and there. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, you're you're only talking to like like I've done music with other creators. I got a song coming out with my buddy Jimmy off of uh, TikTok. He's got a song coming out called Roller Coaster, basically about us getting kicked out of a theme park for partying and going and uh, making the best of our time on the river. He's from out uh, out west, and I'm from Wisconsin. We've never physically met, but we've done a song. But as far as like, hey can we come to a video with y'all? Not, not a whole lot. We've got a lot of people that are like, you guys should come party with us. And then you look at their pages and they're doing like multiple things. I would like to cross off my bucket list. And we kind of came up with the idea that like, what if we made a bucket list of everything that we wanted to do and we just incorporate our followers into it 
and family. then and then they get to yeah our family anyway and then they get to like fucking actually hang out with us not vicariously and then we get to do everything that they fucking do in their day-to-day life and we get to cross it off our bucket list they probably get to cross it off their bucket list because oh my god i brought a Trav and Caroline down iguana hunting. Like, yeah, the fuck I want to yeah. go iguana hunting. There's a guy that, yeah. there's a guy in Miami that hits us up. He goes, You ever gone iguana hunting? I said, I've hunted a lot of shit. I didn't know y'all hunted them things. But I wanna. <laughs> She's told me all she wants so bad to noodle a catfish. Fuck yeah. It's not necessarily on my list, but it's on hers. I personally want to snag a gator out the water. Like I want like that's not available here. And other people, we get tagged in videos. They're like, yeah, we do that every weekend. And I'm like, Sign me let up. us in. Yeah. Let us come there. And I do I'll, think that's actually a good idea. I will tell y'all what. Whenever y'all fucking get ready to do any of that shit, you let me know. And uh, my studio is, is, is pretty big. We got some extra rooms and everything. If y'all want to come down for like a week or something and go do a bunch of that shit, we will make it happen. And I'm not talking about just with us, but we're – Right here in central Georgia, we can take you night scope hog hunting. We can take you fucking doing ridiculous shit. And we're so close to Florida. Fuck it. We'll go catch some gators. We'll get on the river. I mean, it's it's some crazy shit. We both both dropped a hog before. My brother, I was blessed. My brother lived down in Louisiana on the border of Mississippi uh, filming a hunting TV show called Trained Assassins for about four years. So I got to do like a lot of that type of shit. But like that shit is in our blood and like like up here people are like oh i would love to see the white tail that wisconsin have and we're like man i would love to shoot the hogs that it's like what one has the other doesn't and goddamn right we would love to do all that and i would like to do the next time we do a podcast we're all in the same room that would be fun well the thing the thing is is i've got guys that that like especially one guy just moved here he lived in nashville then he went to new york and I just helped him move here. He's uh, he's doing a show with me tomorrow, uh, along with another guy that's releasing a song. I'd like for you to sit down and write some music and do some collabs with some of these folks that've got pubs. Yeah. Because I think I think you uh, I, I think I think you're a whole different vibe, and I think not just party songs, but no. I, I think I think you I think you can get some good shit. And I I, and, I, I think and, you and, sit down to write people, it'd be wild. And, and that's the thing. And I, and I will tell you this, I, I, I appreciate it. It was a hell of a compliment and I appreciate the confidence. Uh, I, I write country music. I write a lot of different shit that no one ever hears. There's not a lot of people around me that do similar shit. So like when you talk about like getting in an environment where people are all kind of in the same vibe, I've never had that opportunity. Like when I even talked to Daphne the other day and she was like, so like, who is like your management? Who is that? And I was like, I've been doing every single thing this far by myself. Every single microphone I have, every video was self-funded by me for my iron working job. I just believe in what I'm doing. I don't have people. I do have friends now that are like, Hey, I also rap. I want to jump on one of your songs. And I'm like, no offense, but of course you do now. Nobody was asking me to do that five years ago, but it's not like anyone wants to have like a writer session or even like just a brainstorming, like let's see if we could come up with some really good ideas. Most of our ideas come up when we're just sitting with our friends having a good time and 
I'm really the only one that writes music. So I've, I've never been in an environment to be around another writer. I'm, and I, I bet we would come up with some good shit. Well, two things, Daphne and them with 180 when they came here. And uh, it was Bar None, Ty Garcia, and that Tainted Lyric guy. There was a guy with them that writes music. His name's, uh, I think, Brian Martin. I think it's Brian Martin. Fuck yeah, Brian Martin. Fucking uh, more than the shine, Brian Martin. He, he was here with them. And let me tell you, he has not very big social media following. But when we were sitting here and he was playing me some of the stuff that he had wrote, I told him, like, and this ain't knocking anybody else was on the show that night. That guy barely spoke on the show. And he was the most talented person in the fucking world. Oh, yeah. By, I absolutely love him. By fucking leaps and bounds. And people that that we're associated like look look them up when we get off of here. Uh Lee Tucker, yep. Dustin Heron, Tyler Branch. I'll take I'll text them to you. But um For sure. but you getting in the same room, you're different. But the reason I know that you can write, and you said you write country music while ago, is because well, whole- I do I do for my own my own self. Well, that's I, what I, yeah. I love country music with the deepest passion of my soul. Well, it, it is it is everything to me, really. But I am not really a part of that environment. That's all I'm saying. It, it don't matter because you, the way that you have the talk and the way you've expressed the things that you love and your upbringing, that's country fucking music. There's no yeah. way. There's no way that with the stuff that you've wrote for other things that you can't sit down and write with some people that are very, ta- very talented country music writers and fit just right in. Dude, you're not going to skip a fucking beat with people. Right? You're, you're talented. No. And I'll tell you, like, I, I've sat down before, like, I write songs sometimes. I'll sit down, I'll write something, and I'm like, this isn't even for me. This is for a female. I can already tell. This is for, I wrote my song, Outlaw State of Mind, which is actually still one of my favorite songs I ever made. And I said to myself, I said, so I have two people in my life that can sing this chorus. There's Mike fucking Jarvis, who is one of my friends from Hastings, Minnesota. And all we ever really did was get drunk and sing together. And there's Kid Rock. There's two people that could nail this chorus. And I can only get a hold of one of them. <laughs> so I pitched this to Mike Jarvis, who's never recorded a song in his fucking life. And I'm at his bachelor party. And I said, Mike, I need you to sing the chorus of this song. And he goes, kick it to me. And I gave it to him. I showed him the lyrics. And he came to my house for 30 minutes and just nailed that chorus. And that's the only recorded song of his life. And it was, it was it meant a lot to me for him to do it. But it was like, I write songs sometimes thinking this ain't even for me. This is for someone else. And I, I know that that's what the songwriters out there are doing. But I don't know. I'm, I'm going to kick you some shit when we get. I get a little overwhelmed by it. I'm going to kick you some shit that's been recorded here. And uh, like, this is the first part of the whole Raising Grace Studios is the podcast stuff because that's what's paying the bills. Well, we're doing a whole fucking professional recording studio in the back here. Like that's, there's a reason why I bought a fucking office that used to be a doctor's office is because like, I want to expand and I want people, (laughs) I want to do stuff like that. Let me tell you, dude, I'll I'll kick you Um, some stuff and uh, well, you will have some fun. Well, having fun is like my middle name. Um, is your what? What do you guys think about Travis Denning? We know Travis. That's a Georgia Travis, boy. Travis is from uh, the next county over. We do. We do. Travis, Travis. Denning. Hey, no, me and Sweet oh, Caroline, we are a huge 
fans of Travis Denning. We went to his concert at we 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 begged everyone at our campsite to go at 2019 Country Fest because we were super into David Ashley Parker from Powder Springs and and a couple of songs that he had out. We went there. I knew I wanted to hear about three songs that he had. I didn't know a lot of them, but I knew I liked him. And that guy came out like he was in an 80s hair band guitar player. Like he shredded that thing. Like it was his, I'd never seen that in a country concert in my life. He is underrated to say the least. Yeah. I was hoping you liked him because I was like, that that, that was like Dude. one of my favorite examples of a uh, Georgia country artist that's new and emerging. And what they're doing to him in Nashville, the songs that they decide are his best, they really aren't his best. He's no, got some bangers on his album. There's a bar here that we do shows at. Uh, it's called Crazy Bull in Macon, Georgia. Shout out to Rick and Kim Hill, the owners. Um, Travis is from Warner Robins, so all like my where I live, Warner Robins and Macon are adjoining, so they're all, mm -hmm. all connected. Travis plays there all the time, and yeah, he's been playing there since he was probably fucking, I don't know, twenty years old. And yep. you hear the stuff that, like you said, you don't hear anywhere else, but you also oh. get to like he's drank and hung out with us and all that kind of stuff before David Ashley Parker and Abby and all that stuff. But if you'll look up, there's a group of Georgia boys, John Langston, Trey Landon, um, a couple more that if you like Travis, this whole peach pickers group from right here in Georgia is fixing to explode. And mm -hmm. if you, you, you'll dig them. Georgia's got some of the most talented musicians that you're going to find anywhere and like folks like well, you y'all you'll fit in perfect i agree i agree because even a even aside from country y'all have produced outcast and you produce fucking ritz and like i mean like georgia no doubt even on the on the mainstream side i was at country fest one time and i was blessed to see on the same stage cole ford brantley gilbert and jason aldean and even though they are as mainstream as they get, once they were all connected, something different happened when they were all on the same stage and they made some shit go down. I was like, I was happy to be standing in the crowd for that. I mean, I don't know. Georgia has definitely got some top tier shit going on. Jason, Aldean, there's nobody that talks about my state ever. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, well, you got the fucking, you got all those big ass white boys up there that can goddamn well, block just, it, pickup trucks. Your farmers, yeah. but is it? There's no, there's no, like, like I, I could just sit for hours and name big artists from other states, but then you talk about mine, and and I just, I kind of. Uh, Nobody likes Wisconsin. I disagree. I think everybody likes Wisconsin. Well, they just don't now, know they do. Now. That's exactly uh, fucking okay. right. We've had a lot of crime podcasts come out of Wisconsin. Oh yeah, we do have a lot of like uh, you know serial killers and shit. So like that. I but, think that put the diminish on it. There ain't nothing okay. to do up here other than have fun. Like, Drink. Just fucking murder people and get hammered. That's all Wisconsin. Hey, we only need them. Hey. <laughs> there's no other, okay. there's no artist on there, though. Like, there's no artist that come out of Wisconsin, like, uh, big name people, I guess. But, so is it, but isn't that kind of cool besides for you, you, though? Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of cool for you that you get to fucking be a trailblazer. And, and, and. It, I had a yes, life. yes, absolutely. It is cool. And I'm I'm extremely excited to be in a position to do that. It just blows my mind that 
like every state has had one. Like how, like like Minnesota, like they the way they corral around Prince as they should, but like how in the fuck is there not like a bigger like most of the videos we post like we post a video out at my buddy's house three miles away from my house we're out at his parents lookout you walk down a little trail and here's a giant ass ravine down to the the bluffs down to the river and people are commenting going well i know west virginia when i see it and we're driving down the river on one of our videos and they go oh i know tennessee when i see it and i'm like nah this is wisconsin it's almost like they all thought we were living on an iceberg. That's all I'm saying. Like, there's not a lot of people that have any insight. In the winter, yes, for about seven total months, it is freezing cold here. But the people that tough it out, you get the most glorious summer you'll we ever like see. We like it. We like it that way. That's why we buy Toyotas. Yeah, you got to have four-wheel drive. And you, I mean, we ride kayaks down the ski hills, and you, you can do whatever you want around here in the winter. It's true. It's negative 40, and you'll see a guy walking down the street with a 30-pack of beer going to his buddy's house. Keeping it cold. Hey, you need a cold, buddy? You go, no, it's only a block away. Y'all are so goddamn cool. I've not been envious of anybody that has been on this fucking Like, I'll put it in perspective for you. And I think the world of this girl, and she'll probably kick me in the ass for saying this, but she posts it on social media all the time. Garth Brooks' daughter... Uh, she's in Nashville. She goes by Allie Colling. She is so fucking talented, but she won't use her dad's last name because she wants to make it on her own. Yes, respectable. I, I am completely obsessed with this woman. Her doing the show and just her music and everything has been awesome. She was the happiest person I've probably had on the show until y'all. And <laughs> like, y'all are just fucking what everybody wants. Like, y'all are just what everybody fucking wants to be. And it's stupid. Well, it's it's the simple life, really. They're like, "What do I need to do?" And I was like, "Nothing. Just you attract the tribe that you vibe. Like you, it's your vibe attracts your tribe. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Backwards ass way to say it. You got it. But I mean, we don't we don't do a whole lot. We're just living the life we were given. I want to drink a lot of beer and do a lot of drugs with you guys. <laughs> I, can do both of those <laughs> I, I just I, i'm happy to see the fucking real rise again where like they, this is even a topic because i felt like for a long time like the only people that that was even invited on a podcast is people with this like you know glitz and glamour yeah. around them or something i feel like like guys like us women like this like this is a powerhouse woman right here the fact i told her for years i'm like the fact that you aren't a person that people are following on a regular basis blows my mind. It's because I was banned. I was banned. No, it was before TikTok. I was saying that. It just okay, blew my true. mind. I didn't have with, with this girl. I'm going to tell you something real personal right now. And if any one of her old friends is listening, I am absolutely talking to you. When I met her, I wholly expected to meet some girls that go, you got to get past us first. You know what I mean? Every... Yeah dime pete every top tier woman has them and they're like little hyenas that guard the the queen she had none of them none at all and i was like i'm i'm really tripped out that the fact that you don't have women just around you like making me prove myself to them to even hang out with you and she's like yeah not a lot of them really uh they don't really call me back on a lot of things and and i was like 
I'm, oh. a, I'm a lone wolf. Yeah, it was it was weird for me to see because I was also kind of a lone wolf. I got some good buddies, but I was like, live alone, man, die alone, live alone. I just expected alone. like there was to be more of a fight, and there was none. So for all the people that I guess she was trying to hang out with back in 2017 and everything, the, there are the kids from y'all the missed Catholic out. School, the Catholic school. They oh, missed out on Catholic one hell of a human is. being because. I, listen, I graduated like over 400 of them. And when I graduated, I talked to about five. That was our More, steady communication. And now I talked to about two. Like yeah. I talked to my damn near my whole high school. Yeah, Like every one of them still in touch with them and everything. And, but I don't know. She's a gem of a human being. I, I hang out with her willingly every single day. Uh, <laughs> she's my favorite person to hang out with. So it's weird to me that I didn't have to fight someone for that. You know, like there's always the girl that's like, you ain't taking my best friend. And I was like, it just never happened. No, she she died a while ago. I did have a best friend. It was it was my my brother's ex-girlfriend. I swear I could look at that girl and like we knew exactly what we were thinking. And then she cheated on my brother and ran away. And and then after that I was kinda I was the lone wolf. Then I met this one and I was like well, my pack ain't doing as good as it should be, so I guess I'll initiate you Just in. Well, since we're stranded out here. Since we're just eating cactus, I guess I'll take you in. Was that uh, the movie The Masterminds? When she's like, well, since this one's dead, I'll, I'll take, take the live one. one. <laughs> yeah, you I'll take the live awesome. one. <laughs> it was just one of those moments where I was like, man, I expected there to be much more of a... I, I thought I was going to have to put up with much more of a fight against some some felines for this one and and it wasn't at all so for every woman out there that uh slighted this one i really do believe you missed out because she is a she is a gem she is a gem and she gives me all kinds of good ideas like my music when i made welcome to america uh nobody knew who the fuck i was and i'm 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 happy about that that was a cool time in my life but i had the song out for about i just made it and I have this weird thing where I won't give people a copy of my songs if it's not out because you never know who's just going to start showing it to people. It's, it's been that way since I started. And she's like, you need to send me that. And I was like, um, I know we've been kind of like, you know, seeing each other for a couple months, but like, I'm not going to send you this. No, she goes, you're going to send it to me. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I am. So I sent it to her and Literally seven hours later, I pull into the trailer park, park at the trailer. She rips up to me in her vehicle, spitting every word of it through her windows at me. And I was like, how do you put a price tag on that? Throwing up middle fingers left and right, of course. I got a, I got a, a picture that somebody took at a concert I did in River Falls in 2018. And the only <laughs> people that showed up to it were my friends. And some people accidentally showed up to it that thought they were going to go eat lunch across the way. Well, I'm doing this vulgar ass music on the other side. And yeah, we had some stragglers come over, but most of the people stayed towards the back, towards the bar. And there's a picture of her just standing in front of me with a shirt on that she custom printed of my face on her shirt. And she is just raging to my music. So once again, like how does one put a price tag on that? You know what I mean? You can't. Somebody that would rep you that hard when there's nobody that cares about it. There is people that care about it, but it's not a lot so it's not something that you just forget when things start to go a little wild like i go i run every idea i've ever had past her and she helps me refine them into better ones 
I completely understand why the fuck you're blowing up. It's just uh, y'all are just fucking good people, dude. And your y'all yeah. both of y'all's complete outlook on life is fucking epic. Like this is this is how everybody should be looking at the at life right now. It's not about money. It's not about anything else. It's about life experiences, memories you make. And you two are fucking killing it. Well, I appreciate you, brother. I, I know, I know, like, like, I did want to make a video and like tell people, like, you know, like, it ain't like it every single day is like this, like, easy thing. There's days when I wake up with a little more salt in my breath than I should, and she brings me right back down, and it goes the polar opposite sometimes, and I bring her back down. But the point is, is that you're willing to make yourself in this vulnerable state to go, Am I, am I the one being a bitch right now? She's like, Yeah. Yep. And it's like, Well, fix it and you fix it if you want to like you know if you want to be that person for someone like it's not like every single day I wake up and everything is perfect but i do want to be everything that i can for her and i know she does the same for me she holds her weight in this relationship a million times over and we have a lot of fun with it most of the time there's not even a talk about it she goes like we we got that jet ski out we went out to this uh uh cabin with her brother and everything we we're having a blast and they go up there all the time we just got this jet ski so we go to the cabin and they were like they wanted to stop at all the individual cabins of the people they know so we could go up and have beers and she looks at me about the third one the sun's about to set and it's going to be pouring rain the next day she goes babe what you down to jump on the jet ski with me and just just ditch everybody just go straight back out in the water and i was like hell yeah what we get it for and we let all of them go up the stairs we ran jumped on the jet ski and went straight back out into the sunset and, and i'm i'm glad i'm past the point of explaining myself like i used to apologize for like everything i did but like now i'm to the point where like if i don't want to do it i don't want to do it like i'm gonna go do exactly what i want to do and it may insult some people it might compliment some people but we, I looked at them and I said, all right, well, you guys want to go drink with your friends. I don't want to do that because I don't know them. And A, this is the best water I've ever been out on, on this jet ski to date. And uh, I want to go do some crazy shit. And they're like, all right, well, you guys meet us back here in about half an hour. And I was like, sounds good. And we went out and I was glad I had him by my, by my side. And whiskey. And, uh, we fucking had a good ass time. We made some epic TikToks out of it. And I think everyone sitting on shore was looking at us like, why the fuck aren't we out in the water right now? Like, and we were just ripping around and this fucking jet ski is amazing. They all jumped the gun, but like an hour, like it was like oh, the sun was sure. like literally like reflecting off this lake in my non Wisconsin. Beautiful. Beautiful. And you had like unlimited channels to drive around. And everyone was like, okay, it's not like it's sundown. We got another hour to rip around oh, out here. Yeah. So we went back out there and I was like, it's definitely an hour that, uh, that was probably the hour of the it. trip that I would harness in my memory for what the trip was. And I was like, I don't know, you got to have somebody around you that like, ain't going to argue with you. Like, well, I wanted to go up there and get a drink. I was like, if that's what you want to do, that's what I was already thinking. Why are we going in already? And I, like, I just, I, there's times when I follow her unconditionally. And there's times when it's my idea and she follows me. She don't ask me nothing about it. She goes, 
hey, come hell or high water, maybe we're both going to jail, and I'm coming with you, and we go. So hey, I'm, I'm gonna I tell you, I'm gonna tell you something, and, I'm, and I and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. When all the rest of these TikTok relationships or whatever are over and done with, and all these other people that put their shit on social media, their love life or whatever is over and divorced and wrecked and fucking alimony payments and child support and all this shit. You two are still going to be fucking smiling and happy together. There's something about you two that makes me fucking hate you both. (laughs) But at the same time, I I love this. I love seeing this. This is the most real authentic shit I've ever seen. I that's, that's very nice of you to say. I appreciate that. Uh, I will say that in the very beginning of my TikTok, when I was only strictly promoting my music and I was also on the road, uh, I didn't have Caroline in a lot of my videos. And there was a lot of people that were like, so what's the deal? Like you got the old lady at home or whatever. I felt in my mind, like I was always prepared because of my music. Like I was prepared to almost like foot the situation of like, Hey, I'm the one in the video. I was protecting her at all costs because I knew she was relentlessly pursuing her career. I didn't know if she wanted that smoke. Do you want to be attached to the dirty Prescott kids, the rapper? Cause she was able to separate it before shit was happening. And I'm, I'm just saying I was doing that out of being absolutely nice. It wasn't like, I'm trying to look single. I never wanted to. I just wanted her to be able to be her own person and not be attached to what I was doing because I always knew she was her own main character. But once I introduced her wholeheartedly into the social media, every single thing about it caught fire and I knew it would, but the way she kind of owned up to it was like the most heartwarming thing I ever seen. She didn't go into it like, well, he, she was like, hey, y'all see this custom jacket I just sewed up? Dirty Prescott, kids, baby. She's wearing that shit around town. Like, and I was like, she she walked right into it. Like, like it was something that she planned on like doing a for a while. Trap. I was I was trying to like like just give her her own space. And like, I know you don't want to be in these videos. And then she's like, What you don't know is actually I do want to be in those videos. And I was like, Well, let's do it then. And then all of a sudden we started doing it. And then that's and like shit just got even crazier. Because it was what was so I was I was I was surprised. I didn't know that everybody wanted to see the 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 personal life shit. I thought that was like y'all want to see the music, you want to see a couple theatrics in between. I didn't know that they want to see the day to day. And now I don't even think about it. If I if I don't have the time to make a video, I'll bust something out from my. I mean, it could be from here to the gas station. And it will do enough justice for today is the first day I haven't put a video on TikTok since November, by the way. And uh, I didn't mean to miss anything, but I literally smashed my phone today. So I'm sorry about that to the people that thought that maybe we died. But uh, we're fine. <laughs> we're just raging. We had a, a podcast to do. Fuck, fuck everything else. You had something important to do tonight. Uh, uh, sweet Caroline told me to put this on the calendar. We She got me a giant calendar on the wall. And I mean, it's big. I got the same one at work. It works well. By the way, I just got to your- scope out what we got to do. By the way, uh, I know you did like the Sweet Caroline. Have you ever heard Eric Church's song Caroline? I have. I haven't. Okay, okay I was going to say. I know that y'all like doing. Uh, like I know you did Sweet Caroline with your uh, a video. You I know, like in May. 
you know, by the way, I, I always told people, and this will mean a lot to you as a Georgia boy. I said, if there's two songs that say Caroline and there's two different type of people that associate with them, everyone assumes when they see her, they go, oh, like, sweet Carol. And I go, nah, nah, it's Caroline. Caroline. Oh, James Taylor. She's mad bad. It's like, there's the outcast people. And then there's, uh, you know, the sweet Caroline. Well, I think this is the James Taylor one. I'm going back to Caroline in my mind. I like uh uh what's his name? He 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 literally had a he was a flash in the pan. Greg Bates deserved a lot more credit in the country world than he ever got. He did a lot of good songs, but he has a song called Lost in Caroline. I like that one too. We were also there. Lost in North Carolina. It's about Carolina, but he says Lost in Carolina. And I was like, it's it's about going up to some mountain you, you never seen before and all that. And I've, I've done that with her in that area. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's been... we did. We went to a haunted area. It's haunted as fuck. Mar- Marshall, North Carolina. We naked as hell. Well, yeah. Well, they told you it was cool. Like you get your own private hot tubs and shit. Oh, yeah, we didn't know cool. it was haunted. I didn't yeah. know. Y'all was Maybe. in a haunted hot. You're in a haunted hot tub naked. That it's is the hot springs of North Carolina. And it's super fucking haunted. They try to build two different hotels on it with over like 250 rooms. And each time they did it, it burnt to the ground. And then they just decided to do like a hotel, a motel with like under 20 rooms. And that was the only one that. Oh, why did it freeze? Oh, no. Why did y'all freeze? <laughs> I think your Wi-Fi went out. She threw on, she threw on this live. <laughs> I'd have no idea what the fuck happened, but something froze. But um, folks, I, d- I just want to tell y'all, uh, Travis and Caroline, I very much appreciate y'all coming on. It was a hell of a show. This is one of my longer shows, and I love doing these long shows because I get a buzz by the oh, time yeah. we're done. But uh, I just want you to know, you two, uh, y'all are something special, and I hope y'all realize that. But I think you already do. Well, I, I don't really feel like we're any different than any other people, but I will say I do appreciate you saying so. And I know she does too, so thank you. It was awesome talking to you. You seem like someone I would hang out with on a regular basis. So oh, hopefully I'm we get to meet. I promise you, I'm getting y'all guys fucked up. I, right. I'm down. <laughs> Doubt it. Doubt I'm getting, it. I'm telling you, I'm getting you. Oh no, I promise you. Us Georgia, us Georgia folks drink different now. But I have watched y'all in all due respect to us Georgia people. I have watched y'all down whatever fucking cinnamon whiskey y'all are drinking like it's going out of style. My fat ass would have been under the table, maybe. Well, there's a lot of people that comment on our videos going, I thought you claimed Bush Light. I go, don't get me twisted. I drink whatever the fuck is in the room. And I will say this too, to the people that are doing the TikToks now trying to make us shotgun against them. I never said I was the fastest drinker. I just said that we like to drink. Yeah. I can't. So I'm I, not trying to do those TikToks where we shotgun against each other. I don't blame you. Don't do it because everybody's a dickhead. But uh, <laughs> but folks, uh, if y'all will, whenever y'all get time tonight or in the morning, I'm gonna go ahead and upload this tonight. Y'all share it on TikTok and Instagram, and hey, y'all let me know seriously if y'all got a couple days where y'all ain't got shit to do, we'll get you a plane ticket. We'll feed you good. We'll take you hunting, and you can do some fucked up shit in Georgia. <laughs> on us. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Cool. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, thank all of y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. We will catch y'all next time.